0: There's more. Now it's more tough. Yeah.
1: If okay. you bring it out. We have our screens and our stuff on. Oh, I don't turn this off. You guys are live. Very good. good. What's up, everybody? Vital and anybody else who is uh, on, we officially welcome you to part three of uh, how to sell on value in a home solar close. So I'm gonna turn it over to Spence so we can kick off. Sorry that we got started a little bit late. Couple tech difficulties. Uh, but we're going to go through and recap just a little bit of part one and part two and why we're here. So I'll turn it over to Spence to do that, and we'll
0: get started today. Guys, super excited for this. Um, again, make sure that you guys like and subscribe to this page. You guys go to Vital, uh, Vital's Instagram, Vital Tribe, and get all of your people on here. If you guys are managers, make sure all of your team is on here. And if you guys are RMs, make sure all of your squad is on here. And if you're not with Vital, Welcome. 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 Okay, guys, so we just wanna go over a quick recap. Just to go over the recap of part one, we went over the pitch and how to pitch on value as well and set yourself up or the closer for success in the house. So the way you're gonna do that is super simple. You're gonna set the correct expectations that are going to be set in the house, not bait and switching, just being super upfront. And outside of that, guys, just go watch part one. Go watch part one over and over and over and over again, so you guys can see how to set yourself up for success when you do get in the house or when the closer gets in the house. For, uh, and why we do this guys, I just want to recap on this as well. Why we're doing this three part series is there's been a lot of changes in the industry with value props. Like there's been changes in California, which is still an amazing market but you always want to sell on value and so many people sell on price and the way that a sale works is the price to a certain point is irrelevant once the value crosses the point of where the, the price is at that's when a sale happens and so learning how to sell on value and build value that's how you create a sale that's how you create a lasting and sticky sale and that's why we're training on value so again guys this is why we're doing this three-part series if you haven't watched part one go watch it again part two tyler's gonna recap um and super super excited to get this part three cracking
1: 100 so yeah to speak to Spence's point you guys like I, I don't know if there's an easier way to explain that in any way shape or form but like when that registered uh in my mind like as a, as a young salesperson when i first got into this job that it didn't matter what my price was, whether I was charging some monthly fee for any products, whether you're in solar or some other industry, there's always gonna be a price point for whatever you're selling. And it might be here, it might be here. It truly is irrelevant. When you learn that there's a lot of different ways to create value and all you have to do is build enough to cross the threshold of wherever your price is, it's when a sale takes place. And it's it's not just when a sale takes place because there's enough value built, but also, a lot of times people will reach out and be like, yeah, but how do you create like more urgency? How do you get people to do it? That, that is how. Mm-hmm. When, when they see enough value, then they want it. You don't have to push them. You don't have to. There's not this giant battle at the end where you're trying to close. And I think that's what we're going to try to really dive into today is we give you a quick recap of one and two. Spence already covered you know, kind of the things on the doorstep, and I'm going to hurry and recap what we talked about last time, and then we're going to dive right in. To the second part of the in-home solar close today, which is gonna end up encompassing the actual close when we get them to sign. This should not end up being this like big point of tension where they finally sign and the close. The close doesn't happen when they sign the paperwork. The close happens along the way. The close happens when expectations are set properly on the door. You know, to to Spence's point that he just covered, like, you don't wanna bait and switch them, right? So if I'm gonna get into a home and we know that we're not gonna sell on a bunch of savings, right? Not that there's no market where we're not providing savings, that's not the point, but we wanna be able to sell where it's a straight bill swap because that's still better than the utility option. For sure. And if we can get in and do that, the sale is taking place from the doorstep through the entire first and second part of the home. The signing is just a formality that happens to progress. So that's what we're gonna dive into. So uh, to Spence's point, we covered how to set expectations to not have savings on the doorstep. Last time, which was part two, we now jumped in to the guts of the actual sell. What happens once we walk inside the home? The first thing we covered you guys was expectations again because you may not have been the one that knocked the door. Maybe you had an appointment setter or maybe you're buying appointments online. First thing that needs to happen when you get in that home is you need to get the customer on the exact same page as you. Even if you were self-genning, maybe you're the one that knocked the door. If you're the one that knocked the door and you set proper expectations, You might have been missing a spouse. There might be another decision maker involved. You might have a friend that's over at the home that doesn't even have anything to do with the decision that simply has influence on who the decision maker is and wants to listen. You need to get whoever is in that home and any potential decision maker or influencer that's in that space on the same page that the reason you're there is simply because solar has finally crossed a threshold where it makes more sense with utilities because there's no upfront cost. And the bill is about the same, but better long-term, right? And that there's multiple other value adds, and now that's what we're going to cover. So that's the first thing we did when we got into the home in, in part two was let me, make sure let me, let me yeah, we got on really the same quick.
0: page with expectations. One thing that me and Tyler missed last time that I just want to add, and then I'm going to have Tyler continue to go through this entire recap, is that when you guys do go into a house, the very first thing that I want to do is choose my place of business. I don't want to go sit on a couch. I don't want to go sit on a beanbag or anything like that. I'm gonna find the kitchen table or I'm gonna find a table to where we can sit and talk like this and I can present to them and show them. And I'm gonna say, is this the best place to sit down? And before they even answer, I'm just gonna sit down. If I have to help someone clear off their table to have this be my place of business, then that's where I'm gonna pick. I'm not gonna go sit on the couch. It's not as professional. Um, and I find that it, it completely changes the dynamic of the sale when you make sure that you choose that as your place of business.
1: Yeah, even to the point where if they started to sit down at a couch family room, I know that's, that's usually right not where business happens as much. I'm even going to say, do you actually mind if we have a table? It's going to be a little bit easier for some of the setup I have. I might even make my hands look confused and complicated. This is, is d- d- Yeah, what do I do <laughs> with my hands? Guys, yeah, get to a place of business. It does make a difference. It matters it's gonna change you know, the, and shift the dynamic of of the energy of the room. So um, yeah, we, we, we sat down at the right place of business. We covered expectations of what should have been set on the door in the event that it wasn't or however the appointment was set on, and got everybody in the room on the same page that maybe wasn't there. Next thing we did is we went through discovery. We talked about their likes and their interest in solar and why they invited us over. Remember, you're sitting in a warm lead that invited you into their home. Like if you don't go in here and knock this out of the park, That's on you. They invited you over. It is up to you to understand the different points of where and how you build value in a home. It's why we're sitting here to hopefully help you guys out. So when you walk in, you have so much more confidence um, rather than I think, I hope I can get this deal. It's like, if you let me in your home it's over right because i know i can build enough value for sure because i know my steps and somebody obviously wants me here they wouldn't have invited me in the house and you need to have that confidence
0: as well when you go in
1: yep so i got in i i i uncovered as many hot buttons as i could by asking them what they like about solar why they invited me over what it was that 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 got them to invite me here next thing we did is we opened them up a little bit about maybe why they hadn't done it uncovered some of their concerns or maybe things that their friends or family or neighbors or coworkers might've mentioned to them about solar, or maybe just some simple misconceptions, right? That it's not gonna work at nighttime or during bad weather, or, you know, they're gonna get double billed. Like we probably got into a few initial objections that they might've heard in the beginning um, and either covered a couple of them or said, that's great, thank you for helping open those up. We'll cover those as we go through, okay? Um, Next thing we did is we set some very early expectations right out of the gate and we discussed the project steps. We talked to them that, hey, just so you know, even if you want to get solar, even if we finish this whole thing today and you are super excited and you're stoked, I can't help you today. I hope you know that. The only thing I can do is is get initial approvals and set up uh, the the following step, which is a site survey, uh, which prepares us for engineering and permits and all the steps along the way. And then, then I explained all those steps. Inside of those steps, I made it very clear that one of those steps is that we're gonna send them a sign and click through that to approve everything today as long as it looks good and if they are approved so that we can get to the next steps. And I alleviated some of that pain and pressure of signing up and how big of a deal it is, but I also set the expectations that if they qualify and if this does go right today, we'll obviously click through that, we'll get it approved. I've already told them we're, we're signing up today, okay? Clarified those expectations. Next thing we did is we jumped into their utility bill and we built immense amount of value around what they are paying for today. We cleared it up that they're going to pay this bill for the rest of their life. And we dove into the details of what a utility bill looks like. We talked about uh, the pain of all the different fees, right? And the the line items similar to a a cell phone bill that that really puts people in a position of confusion because they didn't even realize all the different things they're paying for. Then we dove into the different way that utility companies bill people. We might have looked at the different tiers and how they charge people more the more that they use, which is backwards from most products. We might have talked about time of use and how complicated and confusing it is for customers to figure out when they're being billed and why they're being billed more at this time. And like, you know, we really dove into that. We talked about the difference of of, um, different utility companies in different areas, whether it's regulated or not and, and how that affects bills. We really built a lot of pain around the utility bill and then created a stark difference between a solar loan that it is a fixed payment that actually has an end to it. It's guaranteed to never go up. It's the same price every single month compared to something that's constantly up and down and complicated for their budget versus super simple. By the time we got done with that, you should have a customer who's really sitting there like, wow, like this is really complicated versus really, really simple. Mm -hmm. The next thing we did is we spent ample amounts of time covering the math and explaining to them their kilowatt hours, what months, how we calculated, and we got them to agree with our math. If you forget to do that part, you guys, you're missing out on massive amounts of trust and value because once you get to the proposal, if they don't know where your numbers came from and if they don't believe your calculations, if they don't agree with your calculations and haven't said, Yes, if you didn't get them to do the calculations themselves and confirm that they believe your math is correct, you have a massive potential for a gap in mistrust and suspicion as to where these numbers came from, if they're correct, how you arrived there. And I think a lot of people skip that because they're like, oh, no, they just know that these are their hours. No, they don't. These are the little details that. that closers miss that they think, I did the same thing that you did in the house. No, you didn't. I promise you, you do not do the same thing I do in a home if you're walking out of most homes going, man, I almost had it. No, you didn't. Because I promise if we step into a home, we don't almost have it. We're walking out with 70, 80% of our homes closing every single time because we're not skipping the little steps and these things make up all of
0: the difference. Let Let me add one thing to that really quick. Yeah, I want to reiterate one thing that Tyler said, and that is getting them to agree to their bill, to their payment, how many kilowatts they use, Guys, the, the, the level of importance of that is massive, but I want to reiterate exactly what Tyler said, which is I'm not gonna just get Tyler to agree to what he said or what he pays or how many kilowatt hours he uses. I'm going to show him the math and agree that my math is correct. And get me well, we can, involved. He, and get he's him gonna, involved. he's going to make gonna me pull, pull out, out my own calculator. I mean? I'm going to calculate it myself. Exactly. Like he, he's going to calculate it himself so that he sees that the math is correct. This is what he pays and I what I've seen a lot of closers do is they'll be like, "Tyler, you pay 250, right? That's what the math that I got. So you pay 250." And then Tyler agrees, "I pay 250." And then they move on. And, and how many it leave of you? So many doubt in their mind to where they can, to, I, like they can just question everything else you're saying.
1: I would love to call out everybody in the industry who does this because I think you're total pieces of shit Absolutely. if you do. If you know <laughs> that somebody's average bill is 180 because you've gone through and calculated all 12 months, and then they're like, "Yeah, I think mine's like," no, it's about 250, and you're like, "Well, I think it's closer to 180." No, no, no it's about 250. I know. I promise, man. I see it all the time, and you just roll with that. You're, you're, you're a piece of shit. You're, for reals, guys, you are, straight up. <laughs> you're, you're doing you're it the wrong way. Sharing. You're gonna get caught, it's gonna come back to you. Like, don't screw people over, you don't need to. These it's are not, real people, too. It's, it's not how the solar industry needs to work, and that's, that's what we hope you gain out of this, is not only the understanding of how to create true value, but to do it in an honest, trustworthy way, because when you do it that way, you guys, it comes back around, your customers believe you, they trust you and this is where you get referrals. And you feel better about what you're selling. And your confidence goes through the roof. Through the roof. Because you know you're doing it the right way. And then you train people who do it the right way. And then people don't feel shitty because they got trained right. And then
0: they don't leave you because they feel like they're working with somebody who's honest. Like, it, the amount of value in doing it the right way matters, so. It, sh- it should always be a win-win situation. Anytime you're selling anything, you should win for the work that you put into it and the education that you provided. And the customer should win. It should be a win-win situation every single time. Not, not to get too far
1: track off that, but I, it, it is important. a big deal. And there's going to be other
0: things that we that we cover today that involve you
1: and the way you choose to straight up be real with the customer, transparent with the customer, and honest with the customer. Um, and there's just no reason to not be. Like That's Zero. what's so rad about the solar industry, you guys, is you have a product that you 100% should believe in, feel good about. It is better than their alternative. And every single person is already paying for the alternative. Like, It's such a phenomenal industry. We're all lucky to be in it, so. um, All right, after we covered killing the bill and the details and the math inside of that, um, we we then covered a whole piece about the solar movement and really just helping them understand that- What it is. You're not signing people up because you're such a good salesperson. It's because we finally reached this peak moment and we related it to the cell phone industry when cell phones went from being big and clunky and complicated and expensive to free, simple, They moved around everywhere with you and they simply replaced a home phone line. And you went from getting the customer to understand that at one point in time, cell phones, one to 5% of the community got them or the the, the nation to 100% because it finally reached that parity. Everybody's doing it. This is where it's going and now we related the solar industry to the same thing. They used to be big, clunky, not the best looking. It was hard to transfer and move. Now that's gone. We have a plan that now moves anywhere with you. It simply replaces your payment. It's a better payment, longer term, more predictable. Everybody is now officially doing it because this new program makes sense if you qualify. Got a few pullbacks that we threw in there, and now we transitioned into probably the biggest point of value that we really need to get our customers sunk into, which is gonna lead us into the final part of part two, which we covered last time, and the initial part to part three today, which was why are so many people actually going solar outside of this great new value proposition? And it is control, and being able to actually have control of who they choose, what their bill is, and consistency, environment, and even if they're not you know, some big, go green, tree-hugging person who cares that much, we gave you some examples of how we would approach somebody who maybe doesn't care by getting to, to tug a little bit more on the fact that everybody can appreciate the earth and the environment for what it is, and nobody needs to necessarily spend money to, to do their part if it's gonna cost them more, but the day it reaches a but place where anybody can do their part at no additional cost, and the financial situation is better than their, their previous one, you, you would agree that everybody should do their part. We got them to agree that it's better uh, as far as them having control, we got them to agree that's better for the environment and they can do their part if it doesn't cost them more. And lastly, we got them to agree that financially there are long term savings and that this puts them in a better position. Control, environment, savings. That's essentially what we wrapped up on last time. And that is going to lead us into today's section, which is part three. This is the second half of the of the solar close. We're going to put a little more value into those three things. We are now going to jump into net metering, educate them a little bit more. We're going to dive into the actual proposal today, the transition into closing documents, solidifying the sale, and then diving into uh, how you can build a little bit better referral based business. So I'm gonna I'm gonna turn it over to Spence. He's gonna uh, kick us off for part three um, and talk about some
0: of that initial uh, education and, and lead us into the proposal. Yeah, love it, guys. It's so important to make sure that, you know, that, that was an amazing recap of part two. Guys, go back and watch part two. Like we go into part two for an hour and 20 minutes of every single one of those steps. You guys should be watching part two over and over and over and over again, okay? So if you remember at the end of part two, uh, we, me and Tyler together went over the three reasons why it is so important to go solar and why people go solar, right? So if you remember the way that we set it up, We talked about and showed them the math of what they would pay with solar and what Johnny next door is going to pay over the next 25 years, right? And we got them to agree to see why everyone would go solar and why they would go solar just for that reason. Then we took away that aspect and put in the control aspect of where their money is going. And if you guys remember, their solar payment is at 220 is the example we gave. So right. when we talked about 220. We did an example in the last one. Right, 100. Their 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 solar bill is at 220. Do we know that they're not that they're not paying 220 and it's a little lower than that? Yes, we do, because we built a proposal before we went inside. So they're paying 220, and we took that away and then added in control. Okay, so with the control, it's whose whose pocket is this money going into? Are you smart with your money? Like I said, guys, go back and watch part two. Um, And those two aspects right there, long-term savings and control, is the reason people go solar. Control in and of itself and savings is directly uh, transferable to a loan and a PPA as well. You have way more control of a PPA and long-term savings with both options. Tyler went into environment, which is super important. I, I love the phrase, you know, and Tyler taught me that phrase as well, which is, if it reaches to the point where you can make an impact and it makes sense, you, you can see why everyone would go solar, right? You can see why you would go solar. And the person's going to be like, yeah, I do. and, and That would and make I, sense.
1: And we always ask him, would you agree that at yeah, the point it doesn't agree. actually cost you any money and you could do your part? Would you agree at that would point in time? Everybody should probably go solar. And we get them to say yes there, along with the control and long term. Like, they've it's, literally said, it's, yeah. yeah,
0: I see why I should do this three different times in yep. a row. Just- and the emotion... The emotion and how hot they are is up here, right? So what is the next thing that we do? When someone is up there, they have the carrot right in front of them, we do a pullback. So you guys can obviously see the, to the customer, once that emotion is there and they're that hot, you guys can obviously see why I'm gonna sign you guys up today, why everybody else has been signing up. So what I've got to tell you is that not everybody qualifies for this. So you guys can go get solar from any mom and pop shop company. There's no barrier to it. Um, at this point in time, guys, I love to use other solar companies that are in my area and competitors that I have, right? So I'm going to say you guys can go over here. You guys can go over here and you can get solar. To get solar from us, you do have to go through a homework process, and we do, for you guys to qualify to get it through us. So I want you guys to keep that in mind. What I want to do right now is I just want to educate you on solar, and I want to now teach them how solar works, okay? Okay. So they understand their kilowatt hours that they use due to, to uh, going over the bill and killing the bill. I wanna educate them on how solar works and it's just net metering, right? So I'm gonna ask them, I go, do you guys understand how solar works, like how the entire thing works? What do you think most people are gonna say? You say, mm, not really, kind of like buyback, stuff bit, like that. A little bit, sometimes, but usually no. Yeah, usually no. So I wanna make this as simple as possible for them. So I'm gonna say, perfect. So it's called net metering and it is super, super simple. So, the easiest way for me to explain it to you is right now, your house is a one-way street. Okay? So, you consume power and then you pay for it. That's all you do. You consume it and then you pay for it. What we are going to do is we are going to turn your house into a two-way street. So, where you will be able to consume power, but when we put these panels on your house, you're going to be able to push that power back into the grid and we now have a two-way street. Does that make sense? You guys notice how I'm asking. Does that make sense? And Tyler asks, "Does that make sense?" Through this entire close, right? So we're going to turn it into a two-way street. So the easiest way to explain this is on a one-day basis. So let's say that you guys consumed 100 kilowatt hours of power in one day. You have your meter out front. Your meter is going to spin forward 100 kilowatt hours. Correct? They're going to say, "Yeah," because now I owe 100 kilowatt hours. And you go, perfect. So you now owe 100 kilowatt hours of power. What if your solar panels produced a hundred kilowatt hours of power, pushed it back into the grid, offset what you had used and spun your meter back? What would your meter say? You consumed it and you produced hundred. What would your meter say? The meter's gonna say zero, right? And you're always gonna get zero with that answer. They're gonna say zero. So if your meter says zero, then what are you gonna be charged for? They're gonna say, well, nothing. I'm gonna say nothing. So what we call that is net zero. That's the goal of this, but that's on just a one-day basis. What if tomorrow is overcast? What if it's nighttime? What if uh, there's you know there's a week worth of, of storms and stuff and you're not getting quite as much sun? Or well, if you go on vacation or and you're if not you on even on vacation, it produces, produces a bunch and you right? use there's nothing. all these different variables, so we don't go off of a one-day basis or a month-to-month basis. We look at what you use in an entire year, okay? Because there's some months that you get a bunch of sun, some months you don't, and there's a bunch of different variables in there. Nighttime, day, time. everything, right? Yep. But that year encapsulates everything. Okay, so you remember when we went over your bill, you used 12,000 kilowatt hours of power last year after all your vacations, night times, storms, bad months, good months, everything. Does that make sense? And they go, yeah. So I go, perfect. So what we're going to look at is you used 12,000 kilowatt hours of power. What the goal is, and I'm going to show you this on the design when we get to it, the goal is for us to build you a system that produces at least 12,000 kilowatt hours of power. Okay, so to give you the same example, if you use 12,000 kilowatt hours of power in one year, and your solar produced 12,000 kilowatt hours of power in one year, at the end of the year, what would your meter say? They're gonna say zero, right? And if their meter says zero, what did you pay to the utility company? They're gonna say zero. So that's the goal of this is to eliminate your bill. So you are not paying the utility company anymore. You are now putting this money into your pocket, into an asset that you own and that you have control over and completely eliminate it. So that's the goal. I'm gonna show you what your system looks like because there's a lot of differences depending on houses, roof structures and utility companies. And you guys are gonna know this depending on your utility, your net metering that you guys should absolutely be studying like crazy and know how that works and know your proposal like the back of your hand as you're talking about this because you want to set yourself up. But obviously guys, all of our goal is to achieve net zero. Our goal is to eliminate their bill. I think that is the most simple way to explain solar is to go through, it's a two way street, what they produce or what they consume is what we want to produce and offset their bill.
1: Yeah, a couple things I'd add to net metering that I that I think can be helpful. And I don't I don't want to dive into too much detail because to Spence's point, because you need to understand specifically the net metering policies of the utility areas you're working in. Yeah, and we can't dive into every one. Some of them aren't a direct one to one credit, right? Some of them are are a percentage of that credit, which affects the type of offset that you're gonna set up. So Today's intention is not to dive in and try to explain all those little details for every single market. That wouldn't work. We're gonna we're gonna continue progressing, but suffice it to say, know your market, know what those credits are, know if there's base fees. For sure, don't try to uh, allude to the fact that their bill is just going to be gone. This is a massive opportunity to make sure they understand their own utility market and how it affects their bill and what type of bills they'll get in the future and why. This is also a huge opportunity for you to build trust and overcome several objections, concerns that they may already have or that they don't have that again, they might have a month from now before their job's installed because their neighbor who got solar tells them they got screwed over and that they have a double bill, right? And if you do a good job of explaining that metering and you help them understand, hey, just so you know, we've decided to build a system and then we're gonna dive into the proposal and go into further detail on this, but we've built a system this size. If you start using more, obviously your credits aren't gonna match up and there could be extra charge, but you would have been charged for that anyway and you might have even been charged at a higher tier or a higher time of use. This guarantees even if you do go over, you might even get extra savings because the additional you went over is gonna be the first amount of power you use which might be coming at the lowest tier or a better co- cost, yep. whatever the case is. But these are opportunities to, to overcome objections like why might I get double billed? This is also opportunities to, to explain confusing things to customers and misunderstandings about what happens at nighttime when, when there is no sun or what happens when there's bad weather or rain. Like this is where you cover a lot of those things. So being able to explain explain that metering in a very simple way and also using it to Adding overcome to it, key sure. objections. But you have to know. Yeah, you gotta be able to overcome those key objections because they're some of the most common of, of, of that they hear before you ever got there that they may express but it's also a lot of them they don't express that they might hear once they start telling friends they've decided to go solar. And if you haven't already overcome those and explain them before they ever come up to them a month from now, mm-hmm. they're gonna forget a month later potentially. You've gotta make sure you really knock that one out of the park so when their friend brings it up they're like, oh no, no, no I actually remember that yep. and I know that we got the right amount of offset which we're gonna dive into the proposal. So
0: let, um, me, let me add one more thing to this really quick. This yep. is one more uh, area where Certain companies, you all know who we're talking about, you know, ones you've seen rebrand several times. Their entire sales model at this point is to not tell Tyler and ha- not have him know how many kilowatt hours he uses and how much he's producing. Because if you do this, you are also a piece of shit. If you set someone up and you tell them that you are going to give them a 100% offset and you have, t- you're only producing half of what they use so that you can show them savings, you have no, now sold that customer for a double bill forever at a ridiculous price. If you know people that do that, if you guys do that, number one, you won't be working here at Vital anymore. And number two, uh, that like th- this is an opportunity to build trust because when people are double billed, guys, you know why they are? Most of the time they're double billed is because they were sold by a garbage salesman where we get bad reviews, where the industry gets uh, negative terrible connotation rap. and terrible rap. Because someone goes into Tyler, says, I'm going to get you $30 less than you pay now, and I'm going to eliminate your bill. All the while knowing that I'm giving him a 60% offset, and this dude is going to be stuck paying a ridiculously high uh, loan payment and still have 40% of his bill left over so that I could go make a kick. So, you guys know people that are out there. Don't be around those people. Don't, like, those companies are ridiculous and that those are the companies that you see rebrand themselves and i wanted to take that opportunity uh, to really talk about that because i think honestly that is the number one thing that people do in solar to f people over
1: 100 and it's an opportunity too. like because i explain a lot of these things when i'm with the customer i say let me tell you why if you if you talk to anybody who's ever got solar who's had a bad experience let me tell you how they might have had one and i show them where salespeople in the past have have been able to manipulate proposals to show them a different offset than they have. Building trust. And then I go back with them and I say, it might've seemed like I was being a little over detailed having you do the calculations, but I had you do them because I want you to make sure that you know I'm getting the right numbers and that we both completely agree because I wanna make sure you never have this experience. And it's not just because I'm a nice guy and I like to be honest, it's also for my own selfish interests. If you're not happy with me a year from now, and if you're not having a good experience with me a year from now, you're not sending me your neighbor, you're not sending me your friend, you're not sending me your family member. And guys, yeah, do I get out and knock some doors sometimes? Absolutely, but that's not where most of my business comes from. It comes from referrals. I get callbacks from people one, two, three years later and that's what I expect out of this relationship. This is not short term for me. I'm not just here to try to you know, do something right now. Like I want you to send me everybody. And the best part about that is when we wrap up today, I'm gonna, I'm gonna explain our referral program to you. And this is what I'm saying to the customer. And this is just the first time you're talking about referrals. I might've, I probably mentioned it on for the door. Sure. I've probably mentioned it multiple times. Multiple times. But I'm, our, I'm, I'm setting myself up for referrals by explaining to them that I'm, I'm telling you these things, not just to make sure you understand this, but because a year or two from now, when your bill is this or that or the other, I need you to understand it so you never felt like you and I were on a different page and there's something you didn't get about what you're getting here, so that you're happy, you're clear, and you're calling me up going, hey, this happened, but I remember you telling me X, Y, and Z, you know,
0: and and you're satisfied, bottom line. So use this opportunity to create trust. Let's- uh, Really really fast. If you guys notice how he said that, um, guys, you, you you don't do referrals by just doing a referral pitch at the end, the way Tyler was talking about net metering and talking about the only way that I get referrals is if if I'm honest with you. You guys can use that in almost every section of the entire close. 100%. Every section. If you're on uh, the three reasons, right? Or if you're on uh, warranties, or if you're on net metering, or if you're on why you and the company and explaining these things, using that part right there It is logic. It really is logic and it will make sense to the customer. I have to take care of you to get referrals from you. I have to be honest with you to get referrals from you. So Tyler's used this multiple different times. During the close, we get a lot of referrals from our closes. The reason why is because you do it the right way and because you're talking about it throughout the entire close not just doing a little referral pitch at the end of the close. Yeah, 100%. No, dead on. So, all right, let's, let's progress forward. I want to make sure we get
1: into the, the guts of the proposal. There's one last thing that we're going to build some value around before we dive into the proposal that I think is, is, is really, really big, and it's, it's going to separate you, you from your competitors. It's going to uh, eliminate potential objections around customers looking up reviews later about your business, if there's any you know mm. poor reviews out there. it's also going to eliminate, um, or at least put you in a a better position if they go get quotes from other companies. So I'm gonna touch on three things, then we're gonna dive into the actual proposal, review numbers, and, and get to the closing here. Three things I'm gonna cover is why are they going with your company? and your company can involve one or two companies. You might be a company, if you're listening and you don't work for Vital here, that does their own sales and installation. You might be uh, at a company who is a sales business partnered with an installation partner like we are with Freedom in this this situation, which I'm gonna dive into, and then why you? You need to absolutely understand how you are different from every other salesperson. What is your value? What do you do different? Why should they be bought into you? Why should they trust you? Why should they go with you? And you need to know how to straight up say it to them with confidence where you can look them in the eye and tell them like, you're working with me and it matters and I have value and here's why. So Mm -hmm. let's touch on a few of those things. For those listening who don't work for Vital, sorry, hope you can apply this to your own. For those uh, that are here with Vital today, I'm going to be specifically using examples with Vital and Freedom based on our current situation uh, as a business. So... How do I build value first around freedom? They are the install partner. That is who the company is, or who the customer is going to have service with long-term. And I'm gonna start with that. And I'm gonna say, hey, now, before I I show you your proposal, one thing I know that's gonna happen is once we wrap up today, if everything does qualify and, and, and we're able to progress to our homework stages with the surveys and everything else, I know that while we're doing our homework on your home, you're probably going to do some of your homework uh, online if you're anything like my other customers out here. Now, I can't do all that homework for you. You're going to do it uh, you know, your own way. But I do like to prepare and set my customers up for what they should be looking for and some of the key differences. So let me tell you why my company has partnered with Freedom and why we believe there's no better partner out there to have partnered with. Number one, they're now the, the largest or second we we're right they're close with Sunrun. Uh, largest installer in the United States you guys you can go with a lot of companies out there There's small companies there's medium companies. There's large companies. We are not the cheapest I'm going to tell you that right now We're, you're not getting the cheapest and and you don't strike me as somebody who wants the cheapest We're also by absolutely no means the most expensive There's a lot of companies out there charging prices that are absolutely ridiculous in my opinion, okay? but I do believe we are the best bang for the buck that is going to get you the best product Mm -hmm. at the best price with the best service. And with the best company who you can trust is gonna be around long term, that's why they're so big, they've done things right. So many companies we go see out here have gone out of business or customers that I run into who don't know who to call and don't have service anymore. So signing up with a company who has a, largest, a large enough footprint that you can trust, and in the event that something happens, you can trust that somebody else is going to take over that service for them just in case, I think really matters for your long-term stability as a customer and, and, and you know, as far as how your service is, is, is going. So with Freedom, you can expect that. Now, are we perfect? Absolutely not. But you don't become one of the largest or second largest installers in the United States without doing 99% of your business extremely well. Next, not only are we the largest slash second largest, we're partnered with the other largest company, which is Sunrun. We are massive partners with Sunrun. We're the largest dealer for Sunrun in the United States. And now I'm going to use some other really big names as I'm talking about this. And you might have even seen uh, some of our business in Home Depots and Costco's because Sunrun is in those businesses and, and we're partnered with Sunrun who has struck deals with Sunrun, or excuse me, with Costco and Home Depot. Now, I know still you're going to go do a lot of your research, but I love to bring this up because you guys, it's not easy to get into a Home Depot or a Costco. And if Costco or Home Depot allows Sunrun in and Sunrun's partnered with Freedom and that's who we're with, you guys need to understand they didn't just get into 30 or 50 stores overnight. First, they did a demo with one store and then Costco looked at it. They saw how many customers were were happy. Then they did surveys with those customers to see what type of experience they had before they would allow them to go into three stores, five stores, 10 stores, 20 stores. Imagine the amount of Mm. homework that one of the largest retailers in the United States who cares more about their brand than anything else, imagine the amount of homework and detailed study that they did before they allowed these type of partnerships in their stores. And that's who we're partnered with. So one thing I'd like to let you know is you can really trust that even though we're not perfect, the amount of homework that's been done is far more than you're ever going to do and more than I'm ever going to do. Um, But one thing i like to let you know too is if you go do your homework It's not like you're not gonna find some reviews out there. You guys we're the largest construction solar company out there You're gonna find several thousand reviews that aren't great. The good news is the majority of those have been fixed There's obviously some mixed in from just disgruntled customers because at that size it happens And just like any other service you have with the largest company out there with your cell phone with T-Mobile or whatever car you bought from Honda or or you know uh, Toyota whoever you have It's impossible not to have a few. So just know if you do go online, you're going to find a couple thousand reviews out there that don't look perfect. But across the board, 99% of our business has obviously been done incredibly. There's no reason that any of these big stores would allow us in there otherwise. There is so much value, you guys, that can be built around these massive partnerships that we have to help the customer understand that even though they need to do some of their own homework, so much of that homework has been done for them with companies they probably already work with, shop at, and have massive trust for lean on that trust, lean on those name brands, you can use them in a big, big way. Next, I'm gonna dive into um, why Vital? Specifically, if you work here at Vital, right? Now, I'm not gonna go into sharing all these different reasons why I think Vital is currently amazing today, that's up to you to do. But if I'm sitting in there, I believe you guys work here for a reason. And you could have chosen any other solar company to work here, and you're still currently here today for a reason, what are those reasons? You guys share them with the customer. Do you know how many people out there work for companies they're unhappy with? <laughs> or leave companies because they're unhappy? Most people is the answer. How many people actually rave about a company they work for and really express the love that they have for that business? I invite you to do that if you have those type of feelings. I'm not asking you to say anything you don't believe is true, but if you love working here at Vital, if you love the leadership you work with, if you trust the leaders you work with, hopefully you do, and if you don't, you shouldn't be working you know, for us, right? <laughs> We're them. So if you don't have that level of trust, if you don't feel like you're being led honestly, if you don't feel like you're being taught sales tactics that are honest to do it the right way, you shouldn't be here. But if you do feel those things, share them with the customers, share them that you love working here because you've trained to been, you've been trained to do it the right way mm-hmm. when you know that other people haven't and that you believe in businesses do it the right way. Now, outside of whatever else you choose to share about Vital and, and be passionate about it, that's what I invite you to do. And if you don't work for Vital, whoever you do work for, share that passion. You're missing a huge piece of value if you don't share the passion you have for the business you've chosen to work with because it matters to people when you share that, okay? Um, one other thing, anything before I hit charity?
0: Yeah, it was big today? Yeah, big, so I'm gonna have Tyler get into the charity as well, um, I think, which is gonna be an outrageously big uh, value add. But as you guys go over why you and why the company, you guys talk about freedom, you guys talk about vital, you talk about the warranties, you guys know the warranties, the reviews, everything. And I want you to talk about the reviews a little bit. Um, but yeah, I skipped the warranties. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. Add that. Yeah. yeah. Last thing when you're talking about freedom or vital. Yeah. So when you warranties guys go into the reviews and you're talking about reviews, guys, any company, if you see 3,000 reviews, this is the largest, if not one of the largest installers in the country. It's right? It's amazing. It's amazing that there's only 3,000 reviews. There's no way that we could have gotten to the volume that, that Freedom is doing and only have 3,000 reviews. Some run, so or Sunrun, some sometimes you that name, whatever you're But it's you like, them. you guys go look at T-Mobile, again, on the, on the cell phone uh, kick. You guys go look at T-Mobile, Verizon, mm-hmm. anything like this. Do you guys enjoy your, your provider, right? Yes, I enjoy my provider, right? They're gonna say like, I like my, my cell phone service. Have you ever read the reviews on them? The other thing I'm gonna ask is, have you guys ever read the reviews on your utility company? Go read the reviews on your utility company. Yeah, don't skip that one. Go read the reviews on your utility company. Do you know what most of them are ranked? 1.5 or maybe 2. Terrible reviews. Right? They're terrible reviews. And if you guys look at the review, and and I I encourage all of you guys to do this, go look up Freedom's reviews. Go look up Sunrun's reviews, whatever you're selling.
1: Do you know what most of them them
0: are? You know what most of them are? Is incorrect expectations that were set? By salespeople. By salespeople. Most of them are that. Most of them are that. And then do you know where the other part is? Is incorrect expectations set with the project steps. So if I tell Tyler- Timelines. That, that timelines, that this this is a construction project, my goal, Tyler, and our goal is obviously just to get the solar on the roof, right? But there's things that we have to go through, permitting, design, everything like that. Sometimes you, got, you obviously know how construction works. Just know that we're gonna keep an open line of communication and if there's anything that pops up, I'm gonna let you know there might be some changes that are made, there might be some things that miss here and there. Um, but our goal, and your my goal, is to get that, the best system on your roof as possible, correct? So just know I'm gonna keep an open line of communication if anything does happen or if anything changes, and we're gonna to work together to get that system on your roof, right? Perfect. So when we do this, and you talk about, number one, the process that you've already gone through of the whole entire close, where we talk about, here's how many kilowatt hours you use, Here's your offset. Here's the math, right? And we've talked about you're not going to get double build because math says you're not. Unless you start using more, and, and you're so, now yeah, aware of that. Unless you start like, using more, which I'm on the same page. I've told you that. Now you're aware of that. They're like, oh yeah, yeah, that makes sense to me. So do you see on this on this review how this person wasn't told the right thing by the, by the sales rep? Do you see on this one? Do you see on this one? A lot of guys, guys you're not going to run into review. Uh, objections a lot, but you might run into one in 10 houses that they have a big thing with reviews. And it is really easy to go through the reviews and chalk them up to two things, which is expectations by the salesperson and the sales process and expectations set with the project steps. Okay. So reviews. And then we talk about warranties, guys, go read the warranties, go read all of the warranties. You guys should know every single warranty and what it comes with and the production guarantee on this is huge, okay? That production guarantee is rare, and even if other companies have a production guarantee, the ability to back the production guarantee up is very, very rare, okay? So one thing, and I'm gonna let Tyler get into, as we've talked about Vital and, and Freedom, then get have Tyler get into the charity, but one thing that I love to say in this process is I say, guys, look, are we the the cheapest? No. If you want to go get the cheapest stuff all the time, then you obviously know how that works. You get what you pay for. Are we uh, the most expensive? Not even close. What we are is the best bang for the buck. So you can either do two things. You can either be really happy you got solar 10, 15 years from now, or you can be super sad you got solar 10, 15 years from now. That is what the difference of this is. That's what it boils down to is are you gonna have a company and a system that is going to be designed the right way, permitted the right way, and put in the right way and installed the right way, to where 10, 15 years from now, you have the support and the longevity from the company, where you're actually happy you got solar. Like you've heard other people that have gotten solar, do you know where they went? You and me both know where they went. They went the cheap route or you can be really sad you got solar because you went the cheap route, you went with a company that cuts corners, they told you everything you wanted to hear, they didn't set expectations for you. You can either choose, because we both know you're gonna go solar. At this point in time, as you've seen everything that we've gone over, we both know you're gonna go solar. So with this, you're gonna be happy you went solar, or you can be sad. And then going into vital and talking about that, guys, as you go through this, let yourself come out. I have had people uh, and i know tyler has as well because he's he's phenomenal at this is selling yourself and tyler's going to get into that Um, but i've had people undercut me by nine ten thousand dollars and the customer did not want to change because they wanted to go with me because i sold myself so guys this whole thing know the warranties read the reviews and go through this entire process the way tyler described it with home depot sunrun costco Guys, those are billion, billion-dollar companies. They have a board of directors that because they're public. When they make decisions, the process that they go through to make a decision and choose who they go through, like Sunrun is also a publicly traded company, they chose freedom. And here's why. And then you go into it. So it, it, it's, it's so important to describe so much, this. There's so much value. It's, it's I'm, crazy. I'm going to add one last sentence. This section right here, is also a huge section in the recruiting process.
1: Yeah, so hope, hopefully that helps you guys see that. And, and we're, we're, we keep saying we're about to dive into the proposal. We're about to dive into the proposal. The funny thing is, just like our training, this is how it is in my houses. I'm for about sure. to dive into the proposal. For sure. I'm about to get there. I'm for about sure. to get And they're like, uh, but they uh, they're, they're like just waiting okay. to see the finals. But, That's, but we're just building, building, sure, building, building, sure. building, building, building. Here's the price. And it's just this massive buildup and by time we finally get there, because you guys are probably like, can you just, what do you say though on the proposal? It's irrelevant. It really is. It's not irrelevant, don't get me wrong. We're about to to help walk you through what we say, but it's- It's not a battle. It's the
0: shortest part. It's already done.
1: It's the shortest part. It's literally just formalities. Oh, by the way, that's the number. That's where your panels are going. And yeah, let me get your information, which you're gonna see how we do that flow. But everything before that, is 10, 20 times more important. Mm-hmm. This is where all this value creation happens to surpass that price where by time you get there, it doesn't matter. They Urgency's they want there, it, everything. they're sold. The urgency is not, you don't even have to be like, you gotta get this today, it's like, they want it. You don't need to, to build a bunch of urgency because when somebody wants something, they you want it now. You don't need an extra carrot to get them to do it yep. now. They're the ones that are excited. For sure. You're the ones slowing them down saying, I can't do this right away. So. All right, let's 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 jump back in, get back into our flow. So we've been talking about why the installer, why the sales company, that might be the same, it might be split in our industry, it varies. And then lastly, why you, okay? Mm. And this part, you guys, to Spence's point, I've absolutely had people that went and got better quotes and didn't switch at all, I'm not saying it's never been the alternative, but didn't switch at all because they were absolutely bought into me. And trusted you. Because they trust me. Yep. And in, in my case, and it should be in every single one of your cases, Rightfully so. I know I've done my my job. I know I've done it right. I know I haven't lied to them. I know I've set proper expectations. I know that I've done the right math with them. I know I've been honest. And more than anything else, I know I'm still gonna answer my phone. I'm gonna communicate with them exactly when I say I'm gonna communicate with them. Listen to this part. I'm gonna follow through because I promised (laughs) them I would. I'm, I'm gonna literally ask them, do you want me to communicate with you via phone, text or email, what's your preference? By the way, you're gonna get a call or text or email depending on what you tell me. Every single Tuesday and every Friday, twice a week I give updates to every one of my customers. Even if your project hasn't changed and it's stuck in permitting for four weeks, you're gonna get a message from me that says, hey, just following up, wanna let you know your project's still on track, it's still in permitting, nothing's changed, let me know if, uh, if you have any questions or if anything's popped up in the meantime, otherwise you'll be hearing from me next Tuesday like I've promised. I'm going to do that, and I know that 99% of every other salesperson just dropped off the map. Why? Because only 1% does it, and you think that's crazy, but it's true. 1% I bet actually says, I'm going to follow up these days, and 1% actually follows up those days with a nice scripted text that actually checks in, tells them everything that's going on, and the other 99, and I don't want to lump everybody into 99, I'm generalizing here, but the rest of the massive group of individuals They're scared to contact their customer. They're scared that they might cancel if they call them. They're scared that they might have read a review and they might have to deal with an objection that popped up later. They're scared that they found out that their average bill wasn't what they misled them to be. They're scared (laughs) that they went and did the math and figured out their offset was wrong. If you're feeling worried, to communicate with
0: your customer. You didn't sell right. You're doing some shit wrong. Yeah, you're doing some shit wrong. Figure it out, change it, stop it. They should also like you. (laughs) They should also just like you too. Do you know know how many customers, me and Tyler, used to go back to their house and go have dinner or go to parties or go have wine tape? Like all. You remember? I remember that whole group. We got invited
1: the entire freaking neighborhood, neighborhood, like massive party. I want to communicate with them as much as possible. Every point of communication for me is another opportunity I might get a referral, you guys. It's another opportunity to solidify the deal that I've already sold, and it should be simple. I should want to communicate with them. It should not be something I'm like, "Ah, skirting around. Mm -hmm. And if I do it every Tuesday and every Friday or however you choose to follow through, the best part about it is it's like cleaning up the dishes. I'm not doing an entire load, I'm just, it's a quick text. And usually they go, everything's great, thanks for the follow-up. Do you know how confident they feel in? If somebody else comes by their house, over the next two months before my install goes through, depending on the market that I'm in, and they're checking in with them, how much value do you think's been created if every single Tuesday and Friday for six weeks they've been getting a message and follow through from me? How committed do you think they are? How much do they trust me because I followed through with what I told them I was going to do? And how many
0: referrals are you going to get?
1: And how many referrals do I maybe already have? They're so invested in me that even if somebody does come with another price, at a bare minimum... You're not, Tyler they're checking. First, you're not me. Second, they're at least going to check with me yep. and I'm probably going to have the opportunity to price match or discuss it with them. 100%. Where 95% of everybody else, you guys are out the door. They're picking somebody new. They undercut them. They don't care because you didn't fall through. You didn't have the relationship. You didn't show them that your communication separates you from everyone and that they can actually trust you because you've created reasons for them to trust you. And you've built value through the whole thing. Guys, it, it is it's night and day. So, all right. We have now led up to the point where we're gonna touch on the proposal and then you're gonna be like, that was it? That's all you said in the proposal? (laughs) Yup, that was it. Because we've spent all this time from the first part of of, of the doorstep prepping them and setting expectations, from part one and all the expectations and the uncovering and the value we did in the bill and the discovery. Now we've gone through and built value again on why solar with control, environment, savings. Now we've dove in further, right? with explaining why you should be working with our company and why you should be working with me and your passion behind the business you work with. Like, you guys, there's so much value that has been built up now. Literally, we're just gonna do a quick review of actual numbers which they already believe you, they trust you, they understand what solar means, their objections have been covered. Let's just show them where their panels are going, let's break down their price, let's make sure we explain the tax credit, let's set some expectations, and let's transition, get paperwork signed, button this thing up, get some referrals, and wrap this thing up. So, Spence, um, actually, I'm gonna jump into the design real quick. So, go for it. Dump it into proposal. I'm gonna start us off, then I'll transition over to, to Spence when we get to the actual number. I'm gonna let him cover that part. First thing I'm gonna do everybody's proposal looks different depending on the business that you're with, okay? But most of them are pretty straightforward. You're gonna open up a proposal. And somewhere on there, you're going to have a picture of their home. The panels are going to be on there, and they're going to be designed. It's going to show their production, which is what you input based on you two working together with the numbers and making sure they feel like you got it right. Right? It's going to show how many panels, where, and why. That's the first thing I'm covering. I'm jumping straight to the design. It's what most people want to see. They want to see how many panels, where are they going on my house, what this thing is going to look like. So I'm going to show them where they're going. I'm gonna to explain to them the difference between northeast, south, and west production. I'm gonna to explain to them where the sun rises and sets and why the south is the best and how the west and the east gets a little yep. bit and the times they get them. I'm gonna to explain to them why we've designed it this way and why it's the most efficient way to design it. But I'm also gonna tell them that every now and then, I have a customer who doesn't care if their bill goes up a little bit because they prefer them to go here or here. And I'm gonna say, we do have room here here if you wanted to move them, if you have room. And I'm gonna say, so, based on your understanding of where we've put these panels and why we've put them there. Do you like your design? Do you have any input on that design? I love to work with my customers. Them here, here Yeah, would you like to change them here and here or do you want to keep it in the most efficient? I've designed it in the most efficient way, but if you want to have any input and you want to change it, I'm happy to move them around. Let's work on this together and then we'll make any changes, okay? Option close. Yep. Um, next thing I'm going to do is I'm going to show them again why we chose this exact number of panels and matched it up to the production. I'm gonna remind them of the math we did, yep. and I'm gonna to explain to them that this production equals the offset that I've chosen. Yes. Now, for this example, I'm gonna assume that you've chosen 100% offset for this conversation. You might be in a different scenario. We're not gonna dive into those. But I'm now gonna explain offset. I'm gonna take this opportunity to, again, make yep. sure they understood what net zero meant and how net metering works. I'm gonna to explain to them again, this is 100%, meaning if you go over, that's up to you then i'm going to have that discussion that with them that is key to
0: remember to remember that if they go over to look at what the panels are producing and if they go over that they remember what the panels are producing and i can call them because i follow up with customers for referrals and if their panels are producing 12,000 and all of a sudden now they're producing they're they're consuming 14,000 okay well then that's an easy explanation because now we talked about yep. this and now we don't have a pissed off customer
1: yeah you're not going to call me a year from now mrs jones yep. and be like Tyler, why did I get a $200 bill? Because I'm going to say, Mrs. Jones, because we designed it for $12,000 and you used 14. dollars Remember this whole conversation we have right here? You're <laughs> oh, never yeah. going to call me pissed off. In fact, you're going to call me and say, hey, Tyler, I got a bill for $200 bucks and I want to thank you because that $200 probably would have cost me $250 or $300 with my previous utility company because I was in Tier 2 or Tier 3 or time of use is complicated and I don't remember or my utility was actually costing me more than solar Just wanted to thank you that
0: I only got a $200 bill. That's what they should be thinking. Hey, Tyler, I need more solar. I'm using more (laughs) now. Can I get some extra panels? Can I get some more stuff?
1: But I'm going to sit and converse like this (laughs) with the customer. I'm going to joke with them about the fact that they're not going to call me pissed off in a year. And I'm already being assumptive that they're going to be calling me in a year, talking about referrals. They're going to be calling me and letting them know how their bill's going, talking to me about their experience. We're already talking about the calls we're going to have in a year because they're going solar with me. They already know it. I already know it. That, that's,
0: the way that's the, how we're talking. The now. way Tyler said it is r- literally the way we talk. In, like the, the way we're talking right now is the way we talk. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Where he's like, Judy, okay, you're not gonna call me pissed off in a year from now no. because you're using more solar, right? Because our, this system is producing twelve thousand. If you go and get a pool, two Teslas, you go get an RV, you go buy all these toys that's gonna consume more than 12,000, right? And she's gonna be like, yeah, okay, so you're not gonna call me pissed off, right? We might just have to add some panels.
1: Now, one thing I do wanna add here, as I'm talking about the panels, the design and the offset, every single time, I'm now gonna use this as an opportunity to overcome another objection that, For sure. that seems to come up here, or, or sometimes comes up here. I'm also going to overcome something that might prevent you from getting the deal right now, Okay, it's a huge deal and you need to hit this on the head right here and make sure they know that is not stopping anything. We'll just handle it right now. It's not even a big deal, no. right? So what's it gonna be? It's offset. They might be thinking, I'm gonna add a pool. I'm gonna add a hot tub. I might get an electric car. I might add a charger or these other things to my house. What if, what if, what if? I think I wanna wait. No, absolutely not. That would be totally crazy to wait because you're just gonna throw more money towards the utility company that you would have been putting towards this and we can already plan for those things. In fact, most of my customers, just to be safe, like build to add it. a little extra. Um, you're not forced to do that, by the way. A lot of them just do 100%, but you know, the neighbors down the street, they did an extra 20%, an extra 30%. This is what they decided to do. Two things here, okay? First, I'm working with them. They feel like they're involved in their design. They feel like they're making decisions with me. I'm letting them know I'm thinking about their future. I'm not just here for right now. So do you think you're gonna add any of those things? If they say yes, Let's discuss them. I'm gonna say, oh, cool, yeah, for pools, we always add about 20%. For this, we add about this. And for this, we add about this. I wanna already be confident in approximate numbers that I'm gonna add if they say, I'm thinking about doing this. Cool, this is how much we add for that. It's not like, well, how big your pool? I'm not gonna get too complicated. I'm gonna have some answers that are very clear and like, yep, this is about the approximate amount we wanna add for that. Just remember, you're never gonna get it perfect. There's never a moment where you're gonna be able to figure out the exact amount of usage for a pool or a car unless you already predictably know the exact number of, mo- it doesn't matter. We're not trying to get perfect 100, we're trying to get in the ballpark. If your bill is this and you get an extra 200 kilowatt hours build, you guys, it doesn't matter. You would've paid for that
0: power regardless. Regardless. It's not a big deal. And if you notice that the objection that comes up at this point is I might add this, I might add this, so I wanna wait. What we did there is you bring it up and say, so what we have right now is 100% offset. So this is gonna cover what you currently use right now. So before we move forward with this design, do you plan on adding anything? Do you plan on getting a Tesla? Do you plan on getting a pool? Because what we wanna do is build it into the design right now, right? So now they're not gonna bring up, well, I wanna wait. No, 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 what we're gonna do is we're gonna figure it out right now. Do you plan on adding anything here, 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 here? cool, we're gonna design it into it right now. This is happening right now and we're gonna redesign the system. So let's do 20%, let's do 30%. And guys, it's super simple to explain this. It's like, if there is any leftover, especially if you've done the three reasons, which is, and and the two main reasons, which is uh, uh, long-term savings and control, they're gonna see the biggest difference in the world between putting money to the utility company and putting money towards solar so even if you have 20% offset, or 30% offset, or 50% offset, it's a hell of a lot better than paying 100% to the utility company. Wouldn't you agree? Yep.
1: Yeah, And I'll, and I'll set that, that, that is one thing that's it's great to throw in here for those of you. I know we said we are only gonna talk about 100%, but I will throw this in. You may be in an area where you have to design 80%. Yeah, let's talk about that. You guys, my, my first year in solar, I was in Texas and at the time it was 100%, and then three months in, four months in, whatever it was, they changed it. They immediately capped it and said you can only do 80%. Everybody lost their minds, right? And what I did is I just went into every home and, and what Spence just said, exactly. I created expectations. I was like, now every home is a little bit different. Some can't fit enough panels, some have too much shading, some have X, Y, or Z and can only get 10, 20, or 30%. I do homes all the time that are only 20, 30, 40% is what I'm saying to the customer. I do homes all the time, they're 30, mm-hmm. 40%, no big deal. That's way better than 100% mm-hmm. to the utility. Your job is to offset as much as your power and control as, possible, as much as possible. and control as much. Controlling 20 or 30 or 40% is better than controlling 0%. So if you end up at 30 or 40%, not even a big deal. Luckily, I've already seen your proposal, it's a lot more than that, we're gonna cover that. So if you're a 60% offset, I'm talking about 20 and 30 and 40s being like still so much better. For sure. And then when I get to the proposal and I show them 60, I'm like, some do 20, 30, 40. Yours is actually 60. This is awesome. Right? And then they're super excited. Or I get to it and it's 100 and it's like, you literally, your home was built for solar. By the way, we could get all the way up to 130 if you want. Now the customer's like, oh my gosh, some people only get 20 or 30. I'm getting 100 or 80 or 60. Yeah. Make sure if you are in a situation where offset isn't perfect, you're setting proper expectations so that they feel excited, like their home is made for solar, because regardless, it is. It's better than the alternative unless they're totally DQ'd. I wanna
0: wanna add one thing to that, because some of you guys are in markets that half of the the systems you're selling are not 100% offset. Number one, you will know what the offset's going to be because you looked at the proposal before you went into the house. You designed the system the best of your ability, and you know what it's going to be. So there's two places where you're gonna talk about this, or three places. Number one is you're gonna talk about this in education for net metering. Number, the third place is gonna be talking about this in offset and the design. And the first place you're gonna be talking about this and and mention different offsets is in the uh, long-term savings in the calculator close. In the calculator close, when I talk to somebody and I say, what's Johnny next door paying, what are you paying? If I say, well, even look, guys, even if we can control as much as possible, and I'm just giving you an example of some houses, if they have 50%, guys, if we can even control 50% of this, then that means only the other 50% is what is going up. 50% of that bill is never going up, and that is going back in your pocket. So even if we had 20, 30, 40%, it's better than zero. Wouldn't you agree? That's the first place that I'm getting there, because guys, sometimes it's hard to sell 40% offset, 30% offset, and sometimes they're paying a little more. It is not hard to sell it if you build the value on offset at the calculator close, at the net metering and education process, and right here in the design, you will still sell them left and right.
1: So now we've reviewed the design, we've talked about offset, we've, we've, we've discussed whether they need more or less, we've overcome a few extra objections, we've made sure that they don't feel like they need to wait in case they're adding more, we've showed them what we can do. Now we're gonna touch on the bill, Um, So that's what you quickly just break down the comparison of the bill real quick. Yeah It should be a very quick easy thing guys It
0: it is it is a very very easy thing at this point right because we've gone over the design We've gone over the the building the value of the company the warranties the production guys You have to keep in mind before all of this happened We dropped the hammer and we got them to agree multiple times that they would sign up for solar with us Just because of the calculator close just because of long-term savings, they would sign up. Then we removed it. And remember, their utility bill is at $200 a month of what we did in this scenario, right? The examples we've in been the given examples through all these trainings. And you guys will remember this because you watched the part two. And I used $200 a month for a utility company and their solar payment is 220. It's $20 more than they currently pay right now. And they already agreed, if you go back and watch part two, that they would sign up for solar with me just based off of that calculator close and comparing them to Johnny next door, Then we removed it, right? They got a sweepstakes, and now their utility payment is $200 a month forever, and their solar payment is $220. Would they still do it, right? Maybe they'll probably say no, but you go through it, and you say the reason you don't know is because of the reason why everyone goes solar. And you get them bought and agree to buy solar just on the fact that 220 is going back into their pocket and, and two hundred, and is going to end one day, and two hundred is going into the trash at hundred percent interest, at a payment that you have zero control over, right? But the bad news is, Judy or Mrs. Mister Customer, you didn't win the sweepstakes. You are paying two hundred dollars a month, and it will net, it will continue to go up and up and up and up and up, and you have zero control. Do you see why I'm getting everybody to sign up for this two hundred and twenty dollar payment? If you have smart money, which one are you gonna pick? How many times out of 10 are you gonna pick it? 10 times out of 10, okay, perfect. So we've had them there, then we go back into more value add, we pull back. So I go back into the bill, bill comparison again. So now guys, I wanna show you what your bill is, and I'm gonna redo literally what I just did. I'm gonna recompare those two options. I'm like, guys, obviously we've already seen all of this. You already know that if we're gonna compare the two, If you have option A, which is the utility company that you guys pay right now versus option B, which is what we've just gone over. Guys, what like are you gonna pay the $200 bill that you have zero control over or are you gonna pay the $220 bill that you have control over ends one day and goes back into your pocket? If you have smart money, which one do you pick? And they go, yeah, I'm gonna pick the solar. I'm gonna pick the 220 payment, right? How many times out of 10 are you gonna pick it? 10 times out of 10, perfect. You know what the good news is? Is that your bill isn't 220. Your bill's 207. Or your bill's 209. And they're like, oh, what? Right, they're, they're gonna feel, you, you just set the expectation up here and then dropped what you, you over promised or you under promised and over delivered. Right, so I'm gonna say your bill is 207. And then I'm gonna go to into it and and uh, explain the bill. Right, how this bill works. And Tyler's gonna explain the total cost of the system, the re process and the tax credit. But guys, the bill is a super, super simple process, but at this process, I am going to re-go over the two options because I want them to get that emotion back to the surface. I wanna get them hot again before I drop what their actual bill is going to be. And when I do drop their actual bill, guys, I get the same reaction every time when they're like, no way. Or guys, I, I might even drop the bill and it's $10 less. Yep. I might even drop the bill and say, guess what? Your bill isn't even 200, it's 190. And they're like, wait, it's less than I pay now? And they're like, I'm like, yeah. And they're like, okay,
1: uh, yep. I'm done, let's go. So I want to clarify something Then I'm going to jump into the total cost, tax credit, re yep. everything Spence just talked about when it comes to an actual finance you know, situation. I think this is super, super important to, to mention. I want everybody to really understand this. Spence just went back into like all this, the value creation discussion around the bill because he's reminding you what he did before to set himself up for the bill. But in reality, after he covers the design of the panels, he's gonna go, cool, remember I talked about the bill being you know, a little bit more you pay or whatever it is, and we use that example of like the 220 and Johnny and all those things, like here's the cool part, yours is actually only 207. Now, there's some details of how we cut it came there that I need to explain and some assumptions built into that payment that are important to understand, but honestly, your design turned out so good, your mm-hmm. home is so efficient. The panels work so perfectly for your home, assuming that everything else qualifies later on, that they they believe we're going to be able to lock in here at 207, which is even better than I expected. So you you should be pretty pumped on that based on everything we discussed. That's it. Now he's moving on. It is literally, I don't think Spence or myself, once we actually get to the bill and the actual discussion of the numbers are going to spend more than 20 seconds there. No. Because we've already talked about it. We've already set it up. This is just an exciting moment to be like, remember how we sell this? Oh, by the way, it's even a little
0: better. That's literally all it is. I wanted to go over it so that you guys can understand the emotion that you want them to have. By the time you get there. By the time you get there. But when you get to this point, you guys you guys, remember when just we just, compared you to Johnny next door? Here you go. And you had 200 and we picked the 220. Good news is, your bill's is is not 220, it's only 2, 207.
1: Now, let me explain how we got there so that you yep. understand it and, and what it used to be like. Okay, so I just wanted to hit on that. So so for oh. anybody listening, you don't go into your proposal and spend 20 more minutes talking about this payment again. This is not the no. time to do it. Nope. You should have already set yourself up beforehand for them to have in mind what the, about what that payment's gonna be. So when you get there, it's just like a breeze over. Not because you're trying to like not have them realize what it is, but because it's They've so, are
0: They're already there. You're just letting they're them- They're there. You're not, just
1: taking them back
0: to that place. Yeah, it's That's a it. number,
1: it's exciting, it's a comparison, boom, now we're
0: moving forward. One thing that you said that was key, though, is when you went over the 207, is that this, this, they, they think they're gonna lock you in at this price or that this is estimated. This is what your estimated bill is at. Yep. Because <laughs> guess what happens, guys? There might be- Adders, change adders. orders. Adders, there might be a change order. So I'm not gonna tell them, guess what? Your bill's 207 and it's never gonna change, ever. Yep. Well, the second I leave this house, it is never it is locked in forever, right? This is what the estimated bill is at, which is amazing. And the reason why is exactly what Tyler said, because of how perfectly your your house is designed for solar.
1: Yep. Now, two other things to to reference around the bill and the dollar amount um, as you're doing this comparison that I think is important. You did just get done talking about offset. In the event that you did talk to them about adding more, mm-hmm. don't change the offset yet and show them the higher bill at 130% or 120% offset show them the comparison at 100 and then say if you go 30% more your average utility bill would have cost you this much if you go 30% with more more with us the good news is it's only this much so this is the 100% bill at 207, and if you add 20% more, it's going to go up this much. Make sure you show them the 100% comparison before you go changing their offset and then showing them a higher bill and, and causing confusion. You want to show them the side-by-side, then make any changes. Last point I want to make, and then we're going to talk about the tax credit and the total cost, because these are some big numbers, and it's important how you hit on these. Very, very. I wanna make sure everybody understands here too, right? We're not telling anybody to price at what to price at here. We're we're, we're simply helping people understand. um, We're simply helping people understand how to create enough value to price at whatever you feel good about, okay? However, because we've designed uh, a system the way we have in this example and built value the way we have in this example, you have flexibility, okay? I know that I've priced the system add a situation and built enough value that I have room, right? And maybe if you are with a customer, by even when we've built all this value, because some of you are going to go, I've studied this, I've still done it, and I get in a home, and I'm almost done, and they're still like, I don't know, they're on the edge, they're on the fence, and maybe you do need to do a few things to give them that little extra push, right? So I want to throw in one nugget here, and then I'm going to move on And we're not going to try to deal with any other pushback from the customer. We are going to assume that we were able to build enough value to get them to to move forward with this. Okay, But this is a time where people get cold feet. Sometimes there is that push and pull. Even when you think you've knocked it out of the park, the urgency isn't there. They're trying to figure it out. It's a last-minute decision. They're feeling a little pressure. Okay, One thing you can do that I think is massive is if you have built the design and you have this much value, you do have room to work with. If you have to discount it, you can. And maybe you can toss an extra 20% uh, or 10 or 20% um, offset in there and not charge them, right? And be like, hey, you know what? You guys are rad. Let me ask you a question. Since I can tell you're like right on the edge and I don't want to be the one to push you, so let me ask you a question before we, 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 we take any more time because it only hurts me if I sign you up at a time you're not ready, okay? It's only detrimental to me because you're going to call me later. It's going to be a waste of all of our time. I don't want to waste my time and I don't want to waste your time. Would you guys say now that you have totally understand solar, it's not a question of if you're going to get solar, it's just a question of when. Mm. Now, you guys, I promise you, I don't care what product you're selling, this is probably one of the most powerful closing lines you can use. I did this in Smart Home. I did this with any product I've ever sold. If I get to the end, I've built all the value and I'm kind of running out of room of where to build more and they're like right on the edge and they're like humming and hawing, they're talking with each other, they're like looking back and forth. You can feel a little pressure. I'm going to do this every time. Let me ask you a question before we go any further, you guys, because I don't want to waste your time or mine. I don't want to. I don't want you guys to feel like this is something you have to do. Would you guys say at this point in time, this is something you want? It's just a question of priorities and 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 kind of more of a when rather than an if. Now, if you've done a good job, usually they're going to say yes. Yes. And, and if they're not saying yes at this point in time, you got some bigger issues. You need to go back, rebuild value. There's, sure. there's different things. But if you ask that question, is it is it a, is a question of like you're going to get solar? It's just when. You know, or if it's this house or the next, is that where we're at here? And if they say yes to you, I'm gonna get cool. You guys, I know you're gonna do this sooner or later. And you can call anytime and I'm gonna give you this deal. This is not some special deal that I'm never gonna do. However, I am trying to drum up a lot of extra business right now. I don't wanna see you give any more money to the utility company. And based on our conversation today, I know you don't wanna do that either. And then work with them. You do, we, We've taught you now how to do it to where you have enough room that if you do need to, throw some couple extra months, offset in couple or, months, a or say I'm going to give you a couple months for free because yeah. I'm cash back or I'm going to give you a gift card to Costco or I'm going to drop your price 3,000 bucks or whatever you need to do, we've just taught you how to build enough value and sell at a price where you have room to do that. You've kept some quivers or some arrows in your quiver to where if it does get a little pressure based at the end, you can pull some of those things out, use them to create a little extra urgency in the event you have to you can maneuver a little bit. You have room to breathe, okay? especially this so, month. You can use this. Yes, thank you. I did miss that. So, <clears throat> okay. Um, yeah, I need to throw one thing and you in. You can use you guys. this skipped, as urgency too. And I, I know we're getting close on time here. And you know what? It is what it is. I Who hope you get value out of it. We're going over on time. And you want to know why? because sometimes I hope my close with a customer is an hour and it's not, it turns into two and a half,
0: <laughs> deal with it. You're not gonna leave the house until you close it. Deal them. with
1: it, this is what's happening. I'm with a the customer, they had some questions, yep. we took longer and hopefully you guys get every last ounce of value, cause we're not doing part four, part three might go long. If you have to hop off, you can watch it later, but hopefully you don't. So I'm gonna rewind real quick, you guys, we forgot to leave one thing out, this is specific to Vital, so I'll try and hit on it somewhat quick, but I, I want it to be important. When we were talking about building value around the company you work for, okay, everybody on Vi- uh, that's at Vital, please listen up, guys. This is a massive deal. You probably saw on social media, we've officially launched our charity partnership uh, with the Maloof Foundation and the Elizabeth Smart Foundation uh, to fight against human trafficking. I cannot think of a better cause out there to put our time, energy, efforts, money, donations, and to give back to than that cause. It's one of the... M- like largest problems we have in the entire world right now, in the United States, in the state of Utah, happens way more often than people think it does. And we've had the opportunity to partner with Elizabeth Smart, hear her story and, and really understand what they're doing to create an impact here. And we have officially launched this charity um, as of this month. June is Vital's charity month. So every single home that I am in this month, if I am a closer here at Vital, I am not skipping this discussion. This is so much extra value add for a customer to fill an urgency. This is charity month. We are donating a bunch of money and time and efforts to charity and you signing up right now is not only doing all this for you, but in addition, a portion of the profit that you guys are, are you know, obviously creating for the business is going to this foundation. We have a video that we have sent out to everybody. It's all over our social media and we are asking every single one of you guys to play that video when you're talking about the passion you have behind the company you work for, we're asking you to share that. You guys, a lot of companies do these charity programs, and and no offense to any of them, honestly, I love that people do any type of charity, but a lot of them go out and they do these trips, these charity trips, and it's unfortunate because 90% of all the proceeds go to the flights and the housing for Mm -hmm. the salespeople to go on a trip, and 10% actually creates an impact. 100% 100% of these donations, you guys are going to the actual charity to make this happen. And it's a huge value. We don't want you to miss out on. Don't forget to add that to your deal. It's an additional thing that you don't normally have. Um, and we're asking every one of you guys to donate every every single deal this month. Um, it's not your whole commission. It's a very small percentage, but it's a massive impact we can make. So 100%. anything you want to add to that? And then we're yeah. going to wrap this proposal portion
0: up. Guys, 100%. To, to talk about this charity, um, the... Uh, human trafficking and sexual exploitation is the largest criminal enterprise or or is the fastest growing criminal enterprise in the world right now. Uh, And it is, it's crazy guys. So I want all of you guys to sit here and think about this and rewatch this, but that every single one of you has somebody that you love. Every single one of you has, uh, you know, a niece, a nephew, you have kids, you've got your mom, your sister, your wife, um, just, it, it, it's crazy that this is actually a criminal enterprise, and for us to put our money towards this and have it make a difference towards this, and that a 100 goddamn percent of this money goes towards actually making a difference, um, we, we chose to have this and not have a trip, and we, we are really, really happy that we did it. When you guys are in a house, talk about this. like Talk about this with the customer. Guys, for a customer to be involved in this, and for them to feel like if they go solar with you, which is the truth, that they are also contributing to this cause. Guys, there is nobody in the country that doesn't know about this, this, this um, epidemic right now and what's happening with human trafficking and sexual exploitation. Nobody doesn't know about this. And you talking to this about or about this to the customer, involving them, making them feel involved, that if Huge. we do this together, Part of what you are doing when you get solar from freedom and from vital is that you are being a part of this cause and that we are donating part of this to this cause. And using that just in June, guys, I, I, we, me and Tyler encourage every one of you to put every single one of your deals to opt in. It's a very small percentage that goes towards it um, and have everything and talk about this in the house Um, Also, I would do this with every house that I ever sell from from now until forever. Every single one. it. It creates value with the customer and stickiness with the customer when they don't feel like they're just doing their part for the environment. They don't feel like they're just being smart with their money. They don't feel like they're just going with a guy who's really good, who's very honest and they like a lot. They feel like this company, this solar project is making a difference with this charity um, and we could not feel more confident about this and we hope that you guys feel our confidence and feel the same confidence in the house.
1: 100% guys and 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 I know that's extra time into this whole thing that's not normally there but- We don't ho- care. Ho- yeah, no, we don't. <laughs> and hopefully you guys look at it and you're like, dang, they found another way to add more value to something that's already easy to sell if I understand how to create value. We just added some extra layers on there and, and we really do hope you guys use it to points. So. All right, back to the bill. You guys, we now touched on the bill, we broke it down, we showed them the number, but we also said, cool, let me explain how we got there. So now it is actually time to talk about the big fat number. How do we present that number in a way where they can feel okay about it? Let me break that down. How do we explain the tax credit, the reamortization? This is kind of a key part. You got to explain it very, very well. And you gotta make sure you don't make any promises about taxes and, and be aware of those situations. So I'm gonna say- Please cool. read up on it. Yep, your bill was 207. Let me explain how we got there. Now, in the past, you guys, a system like this, and let's say the system, I'm, I'm making up numbers right now. Let's say the system was a, a $50,000 system that we've been talking about, or $45,000 system, whatever it is. A system like this in the past, you guys might've cost you 60, $70,000. The cool thing is now with the cost in solar that's come down over the past 10 to 15 years, it's only 45,000 bucks. The problem is in the past, nobody would have been cutting checks for this and now it's only just 207 a month. The cool thing is if you run the math based on what you guys were paying in the past and and the prices that would have continued to go up over a 25 year period, and then I'm gonna run the math on my calculator or I would have already had it prepared and showed them or the proposal's gonna show it to them at the bottom, it would have cost them like 70,000 bucks over time or whatever the number was, right? If they would have stayed with the utility. And again, if it's not, if it was the same price, great. It's the same price going into my pocket and it ends versus the same price and it continuing. Regardless of what the the outcome is, it's better. You can paint a better long-term position than what they're currently in. Do you agree? Right, you you can see the difference there. So I'm gonna break that down, but then I'm gonna say one more thing. Say now, there's a huge kicker in here. This price is the full price, you guys, as long as you qualify for the tax credit, are gonna get 30 or 26%, whatever the number is, 26% off of that, and this is your actual number and where we've come up with this. So there is an assumption based in here. I wanna make sure you guys understand this very, very well. So please ask me questions here if there's any confusion. I don't want there to be any confusion. This number assumes something, that when you file your taxes with your accountant, this assumes that you guys qualify for this much. Now, the way this works is if you're, your system's forty five thousand bucks and your tax credits thirteen thousand again I'm making up numbers in this training if your tax credit is thirteen thousand in order to claim that thirteen thousand you need to be paying at least thirteen thousand dollars a year in taxes to claim it all in one year okay so if you guys are making eighty thousand dollars and paying at least thirteen in taxes you'll be able to receive this entire tax credit you need to work with your accountant I'm not an accountant but you will be able to qualify for that if you don't have enough qualified income if you're working with somebody who isn't Don't be that guy. This is another section where we talk about honesty. It's another section where we talk about you needing to understand your business and your industry, how a tax credit works. You absolutely need to understand it, but then not act as an accountant.
0: Yeah, this is the piece where people can be a piece of shit again and give solar a bad rap.
1: Yep, so I'm going to say, hey, Mr. Customer, I'm not asking to to get into your finances, but I do want to make sure I'm talking with somebody who fully could take advantage of this, and the numbers we've talked about today are actually valid. Give or take, what uh, approximately how much do you guys make, and how much do you guys pay on an annual basis in taxes? Cool. Now, if you only pay five thousand a year and your tax credits thirteen, the amazing part is they've made it to where you can still collect all this, and you can collect it over years or whatever the case is. Again, work with your accountant. I'm not going to dive into every single detail about that today in today's training. That's not the point. Read but up I'm going to make it, sure guys. that they are qualified. And I'm going to ask questions to make sure mm-hmm. they're qualified. Okay. The next thing I'm going to do is I'm going to say that $207 payment has an assumption. It assumes that for the next 18 months, it's actually just going to be that price. It's going to be a 207. On month number 19, you have a decision to make. We've given you a year and a half to file your taxes. So even if you had to file an extension, you have plenty of time to work with your accountant to get this tax credit. When you receive that tax credit, you have two decisions to make. You can either pay that tax credit right back down to the loan here And if you do that, nothing changes, okay? If you don't get solar, you're not getting that 13,000. If you do, you're getting that, assuming your income qualifies you. You're gonna take that and you're gonna pay it right back in. That's what most people like to do. And if that's the case, that 207 just maintains. So if you just roll it right back in, the 207 that we've talked about isn't gonna change. However, I have a bunch of customers, and I do, by the way, I have a bunch of customers who don't roll it back in. Let me tell you why. They pocket the 13000 They remodel their house. They add more equity into their home by making it better. They redo some backyard stuff. You can do whatever you want with the 13000 Let me be clear. I don't care what you do with it. All I care is that you understand what happens if you keep it and you use it for something different and you take your whole family on the epic vacation of your life. On month number 19, if you choose not to roll it back in and you choose to do something different with it, like I have a bunch of customers doing, totally your call, that payment would go up to 248 or whatever the number is, right? And show them the number. Now, I'm going to assume you're rolling it back in, but honestly, I have a lot of customers who have chosen not to and added, they've redone their kitchen, which has added a bunch of equity, and they didn't care about their payment going up a little bit. It was actually a good decision Talk for them. Talk about if you're moving in a year. Yep. I also have a ton of customers who say, yeah, I just don't think it's a good idea. Long-term savings, I'm not going to see it because I'm moving in the next two years. Yep. You guys, I sell people all, all the time, time who are moving in the next two years because I'm time. like, that's the best. Honestly, if I was in your position, I'd be even more excited to go solar because I'm putting this thing on my roof. I'm adding value to the home. I'm going to let that payment go up in 18, 19 months from now. I'm going to keep the 13,000 bucks. I'm pocketing that and I'm out of here and I'm transferring that loan payment onto the next home. Well, what if they don't want it? What if What if this slows down my home set? It's not happening. It doesn't It's happen. just not happening. You guys, look. The bottom line is if you go to sell your home, somebody's buying that thing. It is not going to be the difference maker. They are not going to get down to the math and be like, well, what was your utility payment before? And It was 207, it was 240. They're either going to come in, they're cool with the solar on the house, they like that there's a payment, they're going to transfer it over. It's a locked-in payment. 248 versus 207 locked in compared to whatever their utility payment was going to be that kept rising
0: over time. It's better. Versus the money going towards something that they own now. It's still better, it's not to still mention way better. you've
1: now paid a couple of years off, one year, five years, sure. whatever it is. You've paid some of that loan off for them, and they get to just take over the payment? What if they could have taken over the mortgage for you too? If you had the opportunity to do that, it's a no-brainer. It's a phenomenal deal. Look, people get that, you guys. And, and if you can just get them on the fact that that's not the difference maker of someone buying their home. If they choose not to buy their home, it wasn't because of the additional... 30 to $50 that their payment might have changed because they're never even going to know that payment changed. They're just going to say, yeah, here's the loan number that you're going to take over on the solar. And if that's not something you want, you're not buying my house. It's like somebody coming and saying, well, I really, really like your house, but I don't want your pool. Then yeah, leave. I guess, I guess you're picking the wrong house. GTFO. <laughs> At that point in time, you guys, it's just part of the deal. So I talk to people about all the time. I'm not going to touch anymore on tax credit. I know we're towards the end here. We do want to move forward and wrap up. But the bottom line is, We have built all this value. We've now discussed the project. We've now discussed the payment. We've now discussed the total number. We've explained the tax credit. We've explained the reamortization. We've explained that they get a decision. It's totally up to them. And that both decisions are amazing. So you can choose within the next year and a half, make your decision what you wanna do. Both of them are amazing. They'll pocket the money or don't. It's phenomenal either way. It's great. Now, last thing we're gonna do to wrap up here, okay? is I've now totaled all the costs, what do I do? Let me tell you what half the people out there do, or probably more than half. They get to this place and they're stuck and they're like, now we've covered all the numbers. And they're like, so so do you wanna do it? (laughs) Well, we need to think about it. It's not how we're gonna transition. Here's how we're gonna transition. Cool, so let me explain one more time how it works from here, you guys. As I've told you guys, there's a couple other qualification and homework steps that we need to do, and there's a lot of steps to this project. I'm now gonna go through all the steps again. I'm gonna say, so first step, we've now done it. It's to review this whole thing, make sure the numbers worked out. Just read the down. next step, I'm about to work in about them signing, right, without saying that. The next step is I'll just be making sure everything's approved. You'll be getting the email we talked about. We'll click through that. I'll make sure it's all super clear. And then we're gonna be able to schedule an actual inspection to make sure your home is fully qualified before we get to the engineering and the permitting stage, okay? Then I'm gonna explain all the other stages again, okay? Now I am at my official transition. Please listen to this part. This is how you make your life easy when it's time to sign docs and run their credit. It's so simple, it doesn't need to be complicated. I just go, great. Now that you understand all those steps, do you have any other questions about those steps? And is there any changes you would make to where any of your panels are going? Notice I didn't say, are you ready to sign up now? What do you think? Are we gonna do this thing? Uh, Does that number look good? No. I said, any final questions about all these stages that we're going to have to go through? And is there any changes you want to make to where these panels go on your house? I already know there's not. They already told me they're good with the design. I'm asking that question one more time because I know they're going to go, nope, I think everything looks good. Boom. Great. Everything looks good. As I was going through the stages and as I was getting ready to ask them the question about if they want any panels to be altered, I have been pulling up the qualification page on my phone, on my iPad, on my laptop, whatever I've got. To run their credit. And the second they say, nope, I don't have any more questions, or nope, yep, no, the design looks good, I think I think that's fine, I go, fantastic, cool. John, how do I spell your last name again? Boom. And then I just fill everything out. I don't say a word, I'm assumptive. If they just start giving the information, we are good to go. Yeah. It's done, I don't need to do anything else. If they pause and they go, uh ah, then I may need to go back, I need and to make some answer concerns, I'm gonna re-loop, I'm gonna talk yep. about their hot buttons, I'm gonna bring it back around. I might have to use that example when I say- The three steps. Y- y- are, 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 or the three are, reasons you go
0: through and build the value.
1: Right, or I might have to use the the, the the thing where I say, are you guys committed to going solar? It's just a matter of when, not if. Cool, let me work the deal, maybe I gotta yep. drop price, maybe I need to include some some arrows out of my, qu- maybe I need to do a few more things and if I do have to do any of those things, if I do have to rebuild value or loop back around, when I'm done looping, when I'm done building some value, when I'm done answering objections, Doing again, the same thing. if it happens, I go, cool, are there any other questions about the final stages or anything else you change on that design? Great, okay, and I probably already got the first name, last name, and they might have stopped me at their date of birth. I'm going cool, what was your date of birth again? And my head's gonna go down to my computer and I'm just gonna wait. And when they give me that next piece of information that maybe I didn't get the first time or maybe I'm still on the first time, I'm just going to wait. And if there's silence, I'm not saying a word. I'm just waiting. And then they're eventually probably going to give it to me. And if they don't, it's, we can go back to that, yep. whatever. But they do. I progress forward. I send them the docs. Okay? I go, cool. You should be getting an email right now. Now I'm going to let Spence take over from this part. We're going to wrap up the final closing, couple solidifications and a referral process. But now I've sent them the documents. What am I going to do? I'm gonna get up out of my chair. I'm, get I'm out of my chair. I just sent them a document to their phone, okay? I'm not gonna send it to them and just go, click it, did you sign it? What do yeah. you, what do you, what's happening? I'm gonna hold their hand. I'm getting out of my chair, I'm gonna leave wherever I'm at, I'm gonna walk over, I'm gonna be like, cool, let me help you with this because sometimes it's a little bit complicated. I might be with somebody that's older, they haven't used DocuSign, I might be with somebody who knows exactly what they're doing. I'm over his shoulder and I'm right here and I'm like, can you pull your email up for me? Cool, he pulls his email, I'm like, yep, oh, sweet, yep, just click right there, yeah, agree to the electronic thing, yeah, it's just so letting you know that we're gonna, you've probably done this, but boom, boom, boom. Now Spence is gonna take over and he's gonna explain, now that he's sitting over my shoulder, how he's gonna walk me through this document. What are we gonna do to make sure this goes smooth, it's yeah. easy, so they feel comfortable? There's
0: one thing that I actually wanna add on the on the project steps and then go back into this. One thing that I love to add on the project steps is that, guys, we don't wanna talk if if we qualify or, or create exclusivity from us. That's what we wanna create is exclusivity from us opposed to every other company that they're looking at or ever will be talked to. So during the project steps, as you're going through that, exactly like how Tyler said it. One thing I like to add in there is when I say through, when we go through this, even though we're gonna, like I'm gonna sign you guys up today, it doesn't mean that you can get solar from us yet. There is a step-by-step process in going in this and talking about the site survey that they're gonna come come by and do a site survey and that's gonna determine whether you can even get solar from us, if you can't from us, you can always go to these other companies and they'll slap panels on your roof. To get it through us, we have to make sure that we do our homework. That way, it puts it on us to have the control of whether the exclusivity is there, it gives us the control of whether they can have freedom, whether they can go with Vital versus just everybody else that they'll ever talk to, and you put yourself in this bucket to where they want to qualify they want to go through with my, this i hope my inspection hope goes my well. guys how did it go ev- almost every deal that i ever sold after the site inspection i would get a text and say did i get approved exclamation point question mark and i'm like you're approved we can go forward how solid do you think that customer is now based on the way that you set that up just cuz i sign you guys up today and i'm assuming the sale there i'm going to i'm just because i sign you guys up today doesn't mean you can get solar from us yet you guys can have any of these other companies come slap panels on your roof. We're gonna have to do homework with this site inspection to see if you even qualify for these because of the warranties and because of the uh, production guarantee. If something goes wrong with your system, who's gonna have to pay for it? It's gonna be, have to be us, right? So we have to make sure that you guys qualify for it. Notice, and then moving forward, yeah.
1: No, no, notice, I just wanna point this out. This is such a massive problem in the solar industry, okay? Notice he didn't say, no, no 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 we're not signing up today we're just scheduling a site inspection and while you do your homework and we do our homework we're not selling a site survey we're not selling a site inspection the we're site inspection seller. is literally the opposite it's whether you get that's it that's used not. whether you can even get this we have yes. some serious homework to do yes these are the first steps as long as that inspection goes well everything we've we've done here will officially be approved for you yeah. and then we'll be able to, to move forward i'll call you after that happens to let you know we've if got you full approval, bridge. which is amazing, if so. And if there's been any changes, they're gonna have to alter this. Now, if there are any changes, we obviously won't move forward until you are 100% on board with what those changes would be. That way you've now set yourself up for any additional adders or changes or NPUs yep. or whatever it is. But we're not selling a site survey. We're not Ever. like, no, 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 just sign here. We just gotta Ever. get somebody out to see if it works. In the meantime, do your no. homework, let us know if you change your mind.
0: No, no, we do the homework. Stop it. We are the ones who do what's the homework. Happening. I'm not you selling have, that. You have to qualify for us, right? So if you frame it that way, the site survey as that we have to do our homework for you to even get us. You can get anybody else and get them to slap panels on your roof. To get us and get these warranties and this production and this quality, you have to qualify for it. And you set it up for that. What does that naturally do to human psychology? What does that do to the natural person?
1: That's It makes them away. want it.
0: It's another takeaway where they're like, "Okay, I have cool. to qualify for this. Enough. I can qualify for it. I, I, well, if I want the best, right? If I have to qualify for this and everybody else sucks and they'll slap panels on, I naturally have an inclination to want it more now because it's exclusive."
1: Yeah, and and I, I want I want to be careful about about not to you know say that Smith said anything wrong there from that it, standpoint. It, I don't want to be like everybody else sucks and nobody else does a no, site no, inspection. No. It, that's not even the point
0: the point is creating exclusivity. I don't
1: care who I work for. If there's a site inspection, I'm going to use that for what it actually for sure. is for. It's not it's not BS. It's literally there that's why you're to qualify it. their home. That's why our company does it and that's why any other company who does a site inspection as well does it. But I will say some companies do it very cheaply some people do it with just a quick drone over some try to do it from satellite imaging alone and i will say the business we work with and our partner that does it they still get up and they chalk roofs and they do it the most extensive way for they For sure. Can which is why i say to that. ensure ultimate qualification so there is a difference
0: freedom is better Be-
1: there is a difference process. between companies it does matter there is a difference in, in the way they go about it but regardless use it for the right way Cool, now we've transitioned. You're yep. sitting here in docs. How so tra- make me feel comfortable so as I
0: go through? Tyler's transition, um, With is there any damage to your design or would you change any uh, steps in this process, right? Or, or would you have any design uh, steps that you would wanna change? They say no, he goes into qualifying them and the remarkable changes the, the page. And now he's standing over their shoulder, right? So exactly what Tyler said, he's standing over their shoulder. What do I need to know as the rep? What do I need to know as the rep? I need to know every word that is on that contract. I need to know every single word. Wait, that are you is telling me contract. I should have read it? You probably I should have. If you want to actually the contract go contract before it, I sit with a <laughs> customer? You you probably want to go through the contract, how many, guys. How many people do you
1: think have never ever read the contract that their customers actually going to You know what?
0: Honestly I'm gonna be I'm gonna say unfortunately probably 80% of you guys, 90 I bet it's 90%, higher. not probably <laughs> 90%. Because yeah. guys what the cool thing is is that a lot of you and what a lot of people in the industry do is they shy away from the contract. They, uh, they're scared of the contract. It's extra value if you know It's it. extra value because what you're doing is you're using the contract, the warranties, the production guarantee, everything that it says in there, the moving, everything. It's in the contract. So what it does is it verifies what you have told them. It is an opportunity to build more trust mm-hmm. because I now just told Tyler what is going to happen with the project And then I said, Tyler, notice how I said this. It says it in writing right here. So I don't want you to just believe me. I obviously want you to believe me and I wanna earn your trust, but it says it right here. So that's this process or this this part right here. The next part is this, I'm gonna explain it to him. I'm gonna know how to explain it to him that I fit this into my clothes because I talked about it in my clothes. And then it fits into this part. I'm gonna explain this part, explain this part and explain this part and I'm gonna use the contract to close, guys, me and Tyler literally use the contract to end the close. It's not just a click, 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 go through that whole thing. And then they read through parts that you know that they are going to read eventually. And now all of a sudden- Or they might, right? Or they might, but it's like, you're going to get objections because you didn't explain it. Explain the contract and go through everything, right?
1: I say, now, I yeah, of course.
0: I want to throw one thing
1: in um, because I also don't want people to think that we sit there explaining and reading every No, it's every just this paragraph. part,
0: this is what the, this means, this part, this means. So
1: I want to give you an example of something I'll say right before I start going through I'll say now, um, as we click through this, I don't know about you, but every time I click a sign, I click it and it shoots down like 19 pages. And I'm like, what the hell did I just sign? So I, this is exactly what I said to the customer. I'm like, what the hell did I just sign? So just so you know, I'm hovering over your shoulder because... I want you to at least understand what each one of these sections is. And it may literally go through four pages, but because I said to the customer, I wanna help you at least understand kind of what each thing is for, every time they initial something, I know that three pages encompasses a lot of stuff. But I'm gonna say this first initial is just you approving the exact number, the term, and the warranty. So just go ahead and click right there. It encompasses four pages. I didn't need to say everything but else on one of the four pages. On one
0: of those pages, there's a sentence or two that's saying exactly what you're saying. Correct. And you can sh- point at it. Yes. Explain it. Sign. Point at it. Explain it. Sign. That's Boom. it. So so even
1: though four pages, I might only say two sentences of mm-hmm. what's in that four pages. Yes. I'm just, I'm giving them
0: something that, hey, this is what's here. This is what you just clicked yes. on. Yes. So they're not just like, ba, 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 ba,
1: ba, and fill in like, what did I just do?
0: And that's where a lot of people customers will feel anxiety because they're getting pushed through it. That's why
1: I'm over the the shoulder. Yep. Each time they're about to click, I'm letting them know before they click it, hey, just so you know, this is what you're about to agree to here. Now, the cool thing is when we finish, and this is what I say to them, when we we go through this, I'm gonna give you like a little bit of like a a summary of what each thing is, which is literally one to two sentences. I'm not doing a lot, Mm -hmm. but I do know what's there if they stop me. So I say to them, hey, I'm gonna give you a quick summary of each thing you're clicking so you're not just totally blind here. But the amazing thing is when we're done, you're gonna get a full copy of this. So this if you right need here. to go through any of this with a fine tooth you know, hourglass before, please do so. I know everything that's in each one of these sections and I can absolutely stop. Obviously 90% of it is, is just like traditional legal stuff that yep. you're familiar with. But if there's any section we're going through here that you wanna stop and spend more time on, I'll do that. Otherwise, yes. I'm just gonna give you a quick summary here. Just stop me if we need to go further. The fact that I said, I know what's in each section and I'll answer it for you. And that you actually do. The fact that I said, you're going to get a copy of this and you can go through this with a fine that tooth right comb later. That right there is super
0: important to tell them.
1: The fact that I said, I'm going to quickly summarize this for you. And I'm literally only going to say one yep. sentence about each thing. The amount of comfort, anxiety relief, and ability for them to go, oh, okay, cool. He's not rushing me. He's actually telling me we can stop. He's reminding me I can go through this later. He's reminding me we're going to communicate twice a week and I can call him with anything if I do decide to go through it later. No big deal. Now, because I've prefaced it with that, as it's we go through trust. this, what's really going to happen, 90% of the time, you guys, they're actually going to start ignoring me and they're just going to go click, click, they click, really click, are. click, click, click. And, they just, and I'm like, Wait. just so you know, what that was, oh, that was that. And they're like, I don't care. But hold on, hold on. Literally 90% of the time, but. they're like, I don't care. And I'm like, Okay, it, But if they
0: do that, they're ready for it. They're, they're ready, ready for, for it. it. But if they do it, you're still going to go through and be like, hold on, hold on. I know you blew through this. Let me just point out a couple things. Right. And you're going to know those couple things that always yep. come up in phone calls that you're going to want to explain. Like, I, go, I love that you just blew through it, but I just want to make sure that you and me are on the same page and we understand it. Just a couple things I just want to show you really, really fast. And then we'll move on uh, to the, getting the site survey booked. So going through this thing, you do it the right way, guys. You build more trust. You have the customer feel better. They feel uh, uh, more bought into the whole thing. And the thing is way more sticky in the sale because you've also built value in just yourself and how you've got gotten them through this dock process. And you need to know the contract because the contract, guys, it does back up what you say in your clothes in multiple sections. And you need to know where those sections are at. So, 100%. Yeah, go ahead. So after I'm going over that and he, and we do the recap like we just said, now I'm gonna go into this part. I'm gonna go, okay, what we need to do next, guys, is like I said, even though we just signed this, and I'm gonna reiterate it, even though we just signed signed you up and signed this, it doesn't mean you can have solar yet, we need to schedule this site survey. So what they're gonna do is they're gonna come by, they're gonna bring a drone, they're, someone's gonna look at your house and they're gonna measure the whole entire thing, inspect it, because if we we're gonna give you these warranties, We need to make sure that the house is is up to par in every part that it needs to be. So I'm gonna schedule that site survey. When are you available over the next couple days, right? And you guys should know about uh, the window that you guys can have uh, scheduled surveys and you are going to book it when? As soon as you possibly can. As soon as you possibly can for a site survey, okay? You're gonna book the site survey and you're going to do it, guys, and not not book the site survey. I, like Me and Tyler are going to take a real good second on this part right here, on sending docs, getting docs signed, <laughs> getting a site survey scheduled, and getting a damn welcome call done.
1: There's one more thing we're missing, and it's the number one mind-boggling thing that gets missed their utility Utility bill if for some reason they didn't already give it to you or to the appointment center please for the love of all that is good and holy to the energy father their (laughs) utility (laughs) bill not the picture of the graph a full beautiful clean cut picture of every corner not folded not every corner of page one Two, three, four, and five. Even if page five just says copyright 2007, just get every picture of every page so that in the event that somebody needs something else that's not even important, you just happen to have it. Guys, don't lose a deal because five weeks later you didn't collect it. You've been trying to follow up. They never sent it because they got too busy, not because they don't want to do it anymore. And then the deal just goes cold, falls off, and nothing happens. So don't walk out of the home till. Every T is crossed. Every I is dotted. Like, just do your final job. Don't go through all this work to skip one stupid welcome call, one little document. Like, don't do it. Get it all right at the end. Like, nail this part. One other thing I do want to say um, on the site survey that I think is so crucial that people lose on constantly. And this is your opportunity to set yourself up for adders. Again, the number one adder out there is an MPU. We all know it. So when you're talking about the site survey, please say there's three things they check. They're checking your roof. They're making sure the space is good. They're checking your attic. They're making sure the structure and foundation from an engineering perspective is qualified. Lastly, they're checking your electrical panel. They're gonna make sure it can support the additions that we need to tie into it. The number one change order that we see in our projects is someone who has an electrical panel that's overloaded already and they need a new one. And honestly, I hope you do. Not that I hope you do, But if you do, this is one of the best things about our whole project. Do you see what I did there? Yeah. It turned into an amazing thing if it (laughs) happened. One of the best things about this whole project is if we find out that your electrical panel is not up to code, not up to par, can't fit what we need, isn't exactly what you need for this project. Instead of you dropping three grand and having to find some electrician, we are electricians, our installers are electricians. We will actually put an entire upgraded electrical panel in for you. At no upfront cost, it'll actually just get wrapped into this. Your bill's going to change like 10 bucks, and that's it. So just so you know, after that side inspection, when I call you to let you know that everything was approved and, you know, we clap as long as that's the case, in the event you need an upgraded electrical panel, I'll also let you know your bill is going to be like 10 bucks difference if that is the case, and you'll get a whole brand new one. 90% of the time, you guys, the customer already knows if they have an old one, and they'll be like, oh, actually, we've thought about that. Or, oh, yeah, it probably is over. And they'll be stoked about it. And they'll be excited about it. The problem is, 90% of the time, you guys don't do that, or sales reps don't do that. Then what takes place is they turn around and they're like, oh, I got this $3,000 adder that hit me, and, and I'm going to get charged for this. No, it's Why? pre-talked about. It's only because you didn't set the expectation and get the customer excited for the fact that they might get to pay $10 extra to have this whole new thing in. That you paid nothing for because it's $10 extra. Yeah,
0: so... Let me. Let just me. Please add that in. For we'll sure. Wrap, we're getting 100%. to the end here. We're
1: almost done. We're almost
0: done. So but I want these last
1: little things are huge. Don't
0: they? Like, they are huge. Don't so miss these. To wrap up uh, the last part on the scheduled on the site survey, and you're describing the site survey exactly what Tyler talked about is M P U S, but not just M P U S, guys. Yeah. At the time of a site survey, I'm going to describe again that this is a construction project, that they I've I've, I've created exclusivity with the site survey, saying that they. Just because they've signed up today, it doesn't mean that they qualify for us. So when they come by, just like Tyler said, they're going to look at the roof, they're gonna look at the attic, they're gonna look at the MPU, they're gonna look at a bunch of different things to make sure that it does qualify. Now, I might call you or they might call you and let you know that, hey, this doesn't qualify and this doesn't qualify. We might need to change this and this and then you will qualify. Does that make sense? So we might need to change something here, we might need to change something here, and we might need to do the MPU and describe it exactly how Tyler described it. Because guys, sometimes there's not just MPU adders, sometimes there's another adder here, sometimes there's a trenching, sometimes there's this. And describing to them that this is a, sol- mm-hmm. this is a construction project is super important and that you need to qualify for this in order to get the warranties, but our goal is to get this system the way it's been built and have it be the most efficient system that you can possibly have. Remember, a lot of companies cut corners. We don't. In 10, 15 years from now, you can either be really happy you got solar or you can be really sad you got solar, depending on how this exact process is done. So going through that site survey and talking about the, what might come up, it might change. There might be some things right here, and guys, that's okay. Because what we're trying to do is, if it does change, it means it needs to change for your house to qualify and for the system to be as efficient as possible.
1: Yeah, and and so just just everybody knows here too that that's the, listening. I want to paint the picture. We've now signed docs. Like when we're yeah, talking about
0: this is solidifying. This is stuff. solidifying.
1: When we're solidifying. We're going into extra little details for sure. that need to be talked about, said, because it's also awkward to be like, "Thanks for signing. We'll Peace. see ya." So once we sign the docs, I'm gonna hang out with them for a little yep. bit, and I'm gonna, and I, I might be talking about random shit in their life, but I'm also gonna start to mix in little things like this. Oh, one thing I forgot to tell you about this. Yes.
0: One thing I forgot to. Tell you. And it's like, but but it's good to like do that, not just go. I'm
1: out of work mode. Yeah. The pressure's relieved. We're hanging out, but I'm also setting. I'm strategically setting further expectations. And there's two other expectations I want to throw in here that if you want to make your life easy, if you want to set yourself up for success in the follow through of this project, this is where you also start to get really candid, throw your personality. Hopefully you've been doing that the whole time, right? For sure. I know, I know I have, I know he's doing it. Like throughout the whole thing, you should be talking to him like this to where it's like, there's no hold bar. You're transparent. You're talking to him like your friend. So at this point in time, I'm hanging out with Judy or, you know, Rob, whatever the dude's name is and the lady's name is. But I'm going to turn to them and go, all right, I have a couple favors, Judy and Rob, to ask you guys, okay? I have a few pet peeves as a salesperson, and because <laughs> I do have good communication, and I promise you I'm going to communicate twice a week, I have a couple favors to ask you. So, this is where I like to be a little bit entitled, and this is probably the type of thing I'm going to say to them, not probably. I'm saying it just like For this. For sure. Judy and Rob, I'm kind of picky about how you communicate with me, so can I ask a couple of favors? And they're probably going to be like, well, yeah, what do you mean? And it will be like... Can I get your word that you're going to keep these things? Well, I might have to hear them first. Great. Let's get this communication going. All right. I have a few pet peeves. Number one, for whatever reason, after you've had a utility company for 20 years and now you've decided to go solar, every now and then I get customers who turn crazy and they think that if they don't have solar within a week everything's gone wrong the world's mm. exploding and it's going to end and, and their life is over it's taken you 20 years this far can you please just be patient with me if the utility company holds us up or if uh the city takes an extra two weeks because they're behind on permitting? Project. a lot of people are going solar right now and so i think we can get this project done in like six to eight weeks but i'm not gonna lie Every now and then, it takes 12. Mm. And it's not because we suck at our job, and it's not because we want it to take 12. I actually did, I don't get paid anything until I get this project done until the end for you, and neither does the business. And we're actually the ones at risk because when we come get these panels on, we don't even get paid until the things are working and active until the utility company approves it. So just know, we're literally putting thousands of dollars of pro- into projects. I think I just spit all over. No, no, no. We're putting... Oh yeah, we're like two hours in. I don't care. It's Who two cares? hours of value, and I hope we you're don't care. It. And you don't care. And Watch half anyway. of you might have dropped off, and you're watching this later. It's fine. <laughs> this is how it goes sometimes. It does. But at this point in time, you guys, listen. Like, I want to now get to the customer and get down to the bare tax. Where it's like, hey, we're done here. We're 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 on the same page. Don't lose your mind on me if it takes an extra week. And if I say this type of stuff to the customer, guess what happens? If it takes an extra two or three weeks, they don't cancel. On they me. don't they don't freak out on me. Because you I, set the
0: expectations. And if
1: I keep communicating every Tuesday and Friday and I'm like, hey, things are behind a little bit, but everything's fine. They're like, yeah, he told me it was gonna go like this. Also, there's something else I'm gonna say. Hey, remember how we talked about an MPU popping up or this might change or this might change? If it does, I'm gonna send you a new doc. You DocuSign. Nothing is worse than when I do when a customer takes three days to do it or a week to do it or five weeks to, and I have to like track you down. I'm busy, you're busy, we wanna get it done fast. Just so you know, if there's any changes to this, this is how it's gonna work. I'm gonna call you on my phone, I'm gonna say this is what the change is, and usually it's super minimal, so it's not even gonna matter, by the way. It's like 10 bucks at most. You shouldn't be doing this deal if 10 bucks is gonna make a difference. I know it's not, you know it's not, we've already discussed this. If I call you and there's a change, here's what's gonna happen. I'm gonna call you and say, hey Rob, there's a change, it's 10 bucks, we already talked about it, this is what it's for. Okay? Unless it's something out of the ordinary that we haven't talked about today, then we'll just discuss it. But otherwise, I'm going to call you. I'm going to say, hey, here's what it is. I already sent an email to your inbox right now. Can you do me a favor? I'm going to put you on speakerphone. Can you pull it up while I'm on speaker, and can you hurry and click on that? Cool. I've literally now told them that if they have a change order, I'm going to call them, ask them to put themselves on speaker, go to their email, and click on it right then and there, and that we're not going to waste each other's time going back and forth for weeks. No. So then when a change order comes up, and I call them, and I'm like hey Rob, this is what happened, can you go to your email, can you open that up? They literally already know that's what I'm gonna make them mm. do and they're ready for it. Mm-hmm. We're done, it's over. Like, all expectations have been set, they're ready for a project to take longer if it does, they're ready for a change order if it does. The type of communication I have with them, the way I'm speaking to them, we, like, we have a good level set communication like friends, we're ready yep. to go, the project's gonna be good.
0: Have this. Like we're good,
1: do we have anything else? Yeah. Great. One Let's a, throw
0: it in. <laughs> one, one other thing. At this point in time, I hope <laughs> you're still here. I, I Let's promise. Go. I promise you're gonna you're gonna be like, oh yeah, we forgot about that. But this is the shit. So you guys. at this same time, hold on. As Tyler's just setting the execs, these expectations, he needs to set these very very clearly in that he is going to keep constant uh, communication with them and keep in touch with them. And then Tyler's going to pull out his phone and he's going to put them in a three-way text with Freedom Assist and explain Freedom Assist to them and explain that they have a concierge member that is going to go over everything with them. They're going to walk them through anything that comes up. They're going to keep in contact with them as well well as myself and talking about Freedom Assist to set it up. Okay, so guys, we have gone through everything. There is an amazing last part of this. And the good news is how many times we already talked about it in the close? Maybe 10 different times because that's what you have to do. Tyler is going to talk about how to get referrals at the end of the sale. Number one, because we've already talked about it and mentioned referrals and built trust with it, that I have to take care of you in order for you to uh, give me referrals and get more people from you. I have to make sure that I I was trustworthy with you, that what I told you actually took place, that the install went well, that everything was taken care of, that's the only way I get referrals multiple times through the sale and then Tyler's gonna end with uh, what he uses for the end of the referral
1: here's actually here's actually how we're gonna do this you guys um, I think referrals is so important that I don't want to rush through and I think we can create an incredible okay, training let's do it just for referrals we are two hours in even though we're joking about not stopping I think it's time however we're gonna do a follow-up training where we just touch on referrals I agree with that. one last thing I want to say to wrap this whole thing I know we've been here for two hours and that was just part three and you guys got a lot of, of water flowing through the hose at you, okay? It's four and, and a half hours. Between part one, part two, part three. This is almost four or five hours we've taken For sure. to explain, and that is literally the point. The, the whole entire point here is you guys understand there is so much value that can be built in a solar cell, and if you understand all five hours worth of this information, you should be walking in so incredibly confident that even if you screw up And if you miss 30% of this value, you still got enough that you can still go get the deal. You don't have to be perfect, right? Hopefully you've got five hours worth of content and you take three hours worth of it, two hours worth of it into a deal, you lock it down, you've built enough. And then in your follow through, in the next two to three to four to five, six weeks with the customer, you might remember some things you forgot. Call them up. Say, hey, John, I just want to follow up with you. And here's the things that... I realized like I could have even mentioned this to you and I didn't, cool, you 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 gave yourself something else to add. So yeah. you might even have customers in the pipe today that you didn't hit on some of these things. Go back, watch this, give them a call. Just say what's up, I wanted to check in with you and I just thought of something like I hadn't mentioned to you that might be good for you to understand. Boom, hit them with it. Provide them with some extra value now. Make them feel better, follow up. Like, Anyways, that's a wrap you guys. We hope between all three of these parts you have a completely different understanding and view of how to create value in a solar home close instead of just selling on price. Notice that 98% of everything we did had nothing to do with any of that. There was one small piece where we finally touched on the proposal. Here's your bill, here's your price, here's the tax credit. Everything else was built around a ton of value. If you do it that way, I I promise you, your closing is gonna go up to 70, 80% in homes, not 20% of the deals you get into you get and they're sitting on the fence of whether they should move forward. It will be the difference. Go back, please. Watch these videos over and over and over. These, You guys, this is not a joke. If you want to go make a million dollars a year in solar, go memorize these steps to this close. I promise you can make a million dollars a year if you yeah, want to absolutely. work all the hours, live a little bit of an unbalanced life during a time and an opportunity that is not going to really exist forever. The steps to the close, the value-based training we've given over the last three trainings will 100% change your life if you don't just watch them once and think, oh, I think I got it, I've seen it before. I would re-watch these if I was a rookie or if I was, if somebody had been doing this one to two years and I had not figured out how to make over a half million dollars a year, I would re-watch these videos 20 times. Yeah, yeah. And it's not because I'm trying to be cocky about the way I do it or Spence does it. There's other people that do it you know, similar or a little bit different that are phenomenal. But I can promise you, I promise you, you can go earn that much money. You can provide that much value to your customers. You can do it honestly. You could do it the right way, and you can capitalize on an industry that will change the rest of your life if you will go commit to re-watching these five, 10, 20 times over. Guys, that's a wrap. Yep. We love you. Thank you for being on here for another uh,
0: session of uh, Vital YouTube Live. Guys, go practice. The end. Watch it. Practice, practice, practice. I'm and thirsty. Is, and that is our three-part series. Bye. Very good.